Let's see. Chicken wing sauce on my shirt. <laughs> oh, really? Where'd you go? Speedway. Yeah. Atomic right there. Right. I'm not a fan of waiting, so they got food just sitting there. Yeah. So I don't have to wait for nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Just a couple wings. Well, you might right starve over. to death there. You don't want to waste away. Yeah, yeah, that'd be terrible. Right. Terrible. Meaning right. just withered onto nothing. Right, just skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skinny and looking like a lacrosse I don't, player. I don't think people would like me if I did that. So. <laughs> John B. sold out. Or yeah, like, I got to stay this Scott size. AIDS finally. Yeah. <laughs> Send you to immigration. <laughs> <laughs> with Indians, you lose weight, Indians automatically think you're sick or something. Right. So, you're sick real you know, Indians. Very judgmental yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, you're sick or you're on drugs. Yeah, I can't just so so if I start losing weight, then that's when the rumors start flying. Yeah, even if they see my truck or me parked at the gym. Right. Yeah, they're just gonna, they're just gonna turn to drugs or. Are they gonna be like, oh, somebody broke his heart? Sick, yeah. <laughs> you ever notice that people get their heart broken right away? They get in great and shape. They slim right down. Yeah, like why did you do that beforehand? Maybe you'd still be together. I don't know. <laughs> I always thought thickness was a sign of happiness. Is it? Right? I don't know. You think people that are thicker are happier? No. No, I I'm, think, I'm a pretty what? happy motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think eating is a coping mechanism. Mm, for sure. So it's, I think some overweightness could be a sign of uh, misplaced coping mechanisms. An imbalance. An imbalance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Until the point where he's giving you diabetes, then you have a metabolic disease. Dude, mm-hmm. you're breathing right into that mic again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens to me when I'm at a radio station. Really? No. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, no, mostly someone bitching why they play Frosty the Snowman. Oh, you're back in the, the Christmas music? Oh, yeah. 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 No. I can't stand no. Christmas music. No. My mom has this clock hanging in her, uh, in her bathroom, right? And uh, I didn't notice it at first, but a couple years back, I was using her bathroom, you know. And uh, <laughs> every hour, it plays a different Christmas song. And I'm, you know, when you're taking a shit, that's when you're at peace, right? <laughs> Especially at the parents' house. So yeah. I'm in there doing one. Yeah. And then Frosty the Snowman starts playing, man. I almost <laughs> fucking flipped out. It was yeah. a sick bastard that fucking put this in the bathroom. Right. It's office mm-hmm. time. That's where I make my memes. In the office? No, in the toilet. (laughs) 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 So we're the Aboriginal Outlaws. I'm Joshua. Johnny B. And we're down a man. Well, yeah. What happened? I don't know. He just messaged last minute, so he's not going to make it. Mm, Maybe finally got lucky. I don't think he really likes us very much. He he doesn't barely talk to us. That's true. And then he'll just send us messages last minute. We have a group chat, and he often silences us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty hilarious individuals. We are. So. We are. Really? Do you guys harass him, or is that no. why is it no? No, I think he's got a complex. What kind? They're like, um, I think he wants to be a superstar. Yeah, but he doesn't like feedback, or right. he doesn't like comments, or I have to answer questions. <laughs> yeah, he he gets really frustrated when, uh, yeah. And he so I don't know. I don't know how he's gonna handle it when he becomes a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he takes it out on you? Yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. so. I think he projects. He projects. Projection's a thing. Dang. Yeah. Are you familiar with projection? A little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think I've had my fair share of projecting. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's rough. We welcome to our podcast, Janelle. Hi. Janelle Bova. Yeah. 
Quoi? Is it Boulevard Bouvier? It's it's Beauvais. Beauvais. It, does, it has a French. Even mm-hmm. my first name is uh, Janelle. Janelle. Janelle Beauvais. I'm gonna say it like that forever. Beauvais. You could. <laughs> I don't really expect everybody to have a French accent. No. You know? So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's nice when people pronounce it like that. Though, right. You know, they just oh Janelle, but usually you know. Yeah. But the Beauvais part, there's just so many vowels in it. Nobody knows what to do with it. So they're just right. like, B-A-O-V-S. Like. Yeah, well, it's like the French spelling, right? Yeah. Like people around here tend to anglicize everything. It is. But the neat thing is that actually in French, it's uh, termed for beautiful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. My last name's French as well. It is? Yeah. The way spelling of my name is Sergeant. It means peasant. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so you're my king. No, no, yeah. you fucking dirt farmer. Yeah. I wish my last name meant something cool, but I'm pretty sure my last name just means what it. Big Tree yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that's so. like a legit yeah. spawn name. Yeah. You're not yeah. no Mitchell. Yeah. You're not Can't go no like French or not. Right. My, my no. fucking last name in French means fucking amazing. <laughs> like it just means yeah. Big Tree, like very big tree. Yeah, your ancestor <laughs> had a giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody did. <laughs> Wish you got that one, huh? He's <laughs> got OnlyFans right now. Somebody. I mean, I want to be here with you. Yeah. Wouldn't need to work at Alcoa. Uh, wouldn't be there. Wouldn't be working. No. Just be in bed all day. Yeah, you just with, be the guy in the yeah, bed yeah. for the memes. With wing on. <laughs> It'd be like that big black guy, but it's Johnny B. Yes. <laughs> and it's giant branch. Just let everything hang out, belly, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. When I finally get my, when I finally lose that last 30 pounds to get that six pack, I'm just never wearing a shirt. I'm just going to be a vest. You're just flexing? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just going to be that guy with a vest and like bell bottoms. Bell rock- bottoms? Oh. Yeah, I'm just rocking like a 72. Uh, don't do it, but just do the little shorts you do. Yeah, don't do the bell bottoms. Just. Yeah. yeah, rock those yeah. little <laughs> shorts. <laughs> so, welcome to the Average Analyst Podcast. Yeah. Do you listen to podcasts? Uh, every now and then I do. Yeah, what are your favorites? Um, I'll just randomly, I think, stumble upon some things. I really don't um, watch a mm-hmm. lot of TV or yeah. a lot of media, but when I am listening to something, it's usually on like my Gaia app, and right. I'll shuffle through that. Mm-hmm. I listen to a, like a lot of um, Sadhguru okay. or Ramdas and yeah. a lot of like consciousness thinking. So I'm kind of like really vibing with right. like, all that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, yeah, I like Ramdas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't listen to much of his like talks, but he's got a couple of really good things to like music, and it's like you're not who you think you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty seductive, you yeah. know. Maybe that's why I listen to. Oh man, it. <laughs> it's just like seducing uh, me, like. Tell me more, you <laughs> white <right>? man. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like yeah. definitely not like when you listen to him, and yeah. then like when you see him, you're like, yeah. oh, there's yeah. a contrast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a professor, right? Mm-hmm. He was a professor. Really? Like he's a psychologist. He was a professor. At MIT or was it Harvard? It was one of those. Yeah. He well, was, intelligence is really attractive, you know. Yeah. So it's. That's why I tell people, hey, weird. ladies, I'm intelligent. <laughs> I've got like 150 <laughs> IQ. Does it work? <laughs> no, I have severe ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, Ramdas. Did you so did you ever listen to stuff with him and Timothy Leary when they were doing their, you know, their psychedelic trials? Yeah, yeah, I definitely got into that documentary, and I just thought it was just really interesting that you know they were able to take that journey, and then their own their own intimate journey with each other was a really 
I thought and they were just two men that loved each other but not necessarily in this sexual way it right. was like in this soulful way and it was beautiful to watch them interact in this because I think we just don't really see yeah right a lot of that like um affection healthy affection amongst right. men right right yeah, we're all toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, westernized. Whoa, whoa, yeah. listen, I'm not slapping any labels on nothing. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> okay. It's pretty toxic. You can yeah. say it. I can because I'm a masculine. Yes. Own it. <laughs> a big plus sign right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So what got mm-hmm. you there? Well, actually, I think I was having a breakdown and uh, I was really looking for something to help me uh, figure out this wall I kept hitting. Yeah. You know, and you can hit the wall so many times and then you're like, wow, you know, I just really got to try and shift like something and divine energy always comes through and a person or a place or a time and a moment comes in and alters the way in which you thought, you know, you uh, the direction that you needed to go. And so, um, thankfully these, these people showed up into my life and, um, they kind of like guided me there. And I remember I was doing dishes and I was just random. Something came on. That's how I got to Sadhguru. Mm -hmm. And I think there was something about his voice. Like there was something about listening to a man who was very conscious and intelligent and insightful and like this visionary, passionate, like, and to me, I just, absolutely enjoy that yeah. so it was soothing to me to you know and then grasp and he was from india yeah you know so i thought that was pretty neat and then kind of just drifted down to baba ram right right yeah that's amazing so mm-hmm. did you do yoga and stuff um i haven't gotten to yoga but you know i'm not uh not not open to it right right you're just open to whatever the universe is trying to trying yeah. to feed you yeah it's about taking your time yeah. i have mm-hmm. i'm in like the beginning practicing of just taking my time and yeah. trying to be more gentle with myself mm-hmm. and it's done a lot of good uh it's just i'm actually like probably the healthiest i think i've ever been yeah mm-hmm. that's good what have you been doing well, I think I've been doing a lot of just like self-reflection and I've actually been doing like, I, th- I would call it like solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I really needed to get to know myself and like this all in all aspects. And I, I challenged my beliefs. I challenged like all the things, my intentions. I challenged the shit out of myself because I needed to know like, where was I going wrong? Like, why was I doing so much good and feeling so bad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't feel good. You're like, why do I feel like shit? Why can't I sleep? why does it hurt to breathe right and then you know all of a sudden you're just like it doesn't it does nothing make sense yeah and so all these things that you thought were they come crawling down and next you know you're like so what is it then right you know? and then all of a sudden you know it's like the universe is like oh, okay you know something's starting to sprout here mm-hmm. yeah. and and then slowly it just like dripped into this piece around me uh especially with uh i always call him my man sad so sad guru i was yeah. my man sad that's okay well uh yeah it's all yeah. right because i tell my man yeah. that i say that to yeah. my my romance so, <laughs> so anyways yeah so he uh don't know, be jealous yeah that's so just insecure i still love your body baby we're good, we're good. <laughs> but um so anyways yeah i know it was just he he really helped me like um i guess um see the that I could really 
put as much effort into making the journey into myself and really understanding um, and appreciating, you know, I hadn't really taken the time to ever celebrate anything that I did or, you know, any kind of thing like that. And I think that was probably like a tragedy in itself, yeah. you know, that I wasn't even like taking anything good in. I was just trying to take in all the bad and turn it into good. But, you know, over time, it's just not sustainable. So the the goal of that was I was working in systems of oppression and trying to, you know, address a lot right. of that systematic right, right. Mm-hmm. things. And and then at the same time trying to find joy, yeah. And in order to in order to create a system of joy, I had to live it. I had to feel. I had to create it. And so I had to start playing, mm-hmm. and I had to start sleeping, and I had to start sit. I had to just lay there and be like, it's okay to lay here, and yeah, you know, it's okay to feel the things. It's okay, yeah. yeah. yeah and I was. was so. I know I'm just so good with other people and doing that. I'm like, come here, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I get to me, and I'm like. <gasps> yeah, a little codependency yeah. there. A little, yeah. It's all right. It's okay. It's, it's common okay. for our people. Yeah. I think we, we have a codependent culture in a way, mm-hmm. and yeah. especially with all the, you know, the history we have, you yeah. know, the, the uh, intergenerational trauma and all that shit. So yeah. I think it's created a lot of codependency in our coping mechanisms. That's really cool. I mean, I've seen you around, like you kind of appeared pop up yeah you you popped up here and there so you know it's it's good when people find their way and coming back into uh giving i don't know giving back or you know being part of community you know we have so many people who live in community but aren't an active member in it right right well i had also come to this conclusion because obviously like working in violence it's so complicated you know there's always like the person who's harming someone and then all the harm that happened to them and then all the historical harm and then you're just like drowning yeah and all of that and you're trying to cipher through you know all these like and, and at some point you're just like where's the answers like right. where's you know and so that imbalance of always living in all that conflict i found uh weakened my confidence so when so when our people are constantly in conflict, a political mm. conflict, personal conflict, family conflict, it, it weakens your confidence. Yeah. And I think like that's what that's actually what we want to see more of. Like we have more youth, more confident now to express themselves. We have more visibility and people, uh, you know, expressing their needs or their rights as human beings. And I think that that's so healthy because, for the most part, the messaging before that was like, "Don't say nothing, mm-hmm. you're yeah. bad, you're <laughs> bad. Like yeah, it was yeah. like, "Don't don't talk," yeah. you know. Right, right, right. Don't bring to light mm-hmm. the evil we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty groovy. Where all that got us, right? Nah, we gotta switch it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have to work with systems of oppression. We can create something new, right? I mean, I think that's what's amazing is if we really start to decolonize. Like, I think what you're describing is like shadow work and decolonizing. It's a weird word, decolonizing. What is that? Like just sucking the programming and going through it. And like, hey, I'll keep this work ethic. That's kind of cool, but I'm gonna throw away all this shame because that's no good. And uh, you know, reforming a new way. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's it's like uh, interesting when we get to the colonization. A lot of times, I'm working in terms of institutionalism. So when we talk about the schools and the prisons and and the hospital and the you know the health, all these institutions that we're constantly immersed in from the time we're born to actually the time we die, that you know the goal was to institutionalize us to the point where we wouldn't even be able to recognize it anymore, which is basically what mm-hmm. we're in now. 
right? And so you see all those um, unnatural structures and frameworks that we're in and we're dying, right? Like I, I think there was a prophecy that said that the trees would start dying from the top down. And yeah. I'm like, I believe that the people who right. are the trees were right. dying up here first mm-hmm. and then the yeah, rest yeah. is just gone, Yeah, yeah. you know? And so our, and the reason why we're dying up here is because we're not thinking for ourselves. We're thinking about how right. other people are telling us how to look and dress mm-hmm. and act and be and, you know, and things of that nature. So it's kind of like, how do we even like take it a step further and say, how do we go back to not just um, uninstitutionalizing ourselves, but to remember, to ignite the memory of being wild, you know, to just be wild, yeah. you know, to be out on, on the earth, on the land. There's no more all this stigmatization and all these pressures of titles and profiles. You're just wild. Right. You know, and we've literally been like, yeah. you know, brutalized. Absolutely. For yeah. our wildness. And yeah. I think, I think for you, even both of you, both your faces lit up. When I said yeah. wild, you were like. <gasps> oh, yeah. You so, just you're talking our lingo. This yeah. is. Why do you think, why do you think I live here? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm going to pull over next time I see cops behind me. Is, I'm that, gonna pretty, pull, is, is that pretty wild for you? I'm going to pull over, but I'm arresting him. Yeah. I'm taking his car. Yeah. yeah. You're not stuck in. I'm not stuck in this car with you. Yeah. You're stuck in this car I mean, with me. Technically, I can't. Pull over. I, th- I don't think I'm, you know, I might and just, yeah. just be like, just be that asshole. I don't know. I flirted my way out of the last ticket. So. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I looked that girl right in the eyes. I said, hey. <laughs> I didn't expect it to work. Yeah. Threw, you said, threw hey, your what? hair back. I said, hey, I'm bringing sandwiches to my little boy. And she just melted. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Should it was good. Slow it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it was, if it, you know, if it was a different guy, if it was PJ, I might have winked at him, but mm-hmm. said, hey, buddy, I'm going to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull the boat everywhere you go. Just on my way to the fucking river right now. <laughs> Is that a bass in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a hook? That might work, man. That just might work. <laughs> One thing Sadhguru said that sticks with me is when you lose the way of yoga when you take yourself too seriously. <laughs> so I just apply that to everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably an anchor. <laughs> it's an anchor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's because there's too many patins in there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working on this project i am and so i wanted to talk about it yeah let I, us know yeah i wanted to you know just i think i truly enjoy taking the time and breaking things down and explaining things to people because it's been a real joy to you know see progress and to make those connections and it's like there's a lot of background to even you know even being this mm-hmm. far with this much progress in community because I was extensively working outside community. That's how I was able to bring in a lot of this insight and mm-hmm. this um so I called so I went out into all these spaces nationally and there was women that I was in prison with. And those women got out of prison and they got to work into organizing and then they got into networks and built their own organizations and they were like, Janelle, you know, like 
come through we got you like this is what this is about is we need to build a movement nationally for people who have been directly and indirectly uh, impacted by the carceral system because a lot of times these initiatives are led by people who you know don't have any 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 lived experience so it was about putting us back at the forefront of the movement and you know allowing our our narratives to be expressed and to be heard so anyways out there those the way those women are moving nationally so like all over right Mm -hmm. they're just coming in and they're like to me like these just beautiful lionesses like they come in like their voice their perspectives their opinions their conflicts their everything and i would sit there and just watch in amazement because there was such a a powerful dynamic where they all got to be in their boldness and move freely right and I was like, yo, that's that's where I want to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. You know, and I, and I didn't have that confidence because like primarily here, I, I don't want to say that that's not here, but the way it looked out there just brought a different context to my thinking around it mm-hmm. and how I wanted to show up as a woman and how I wanted to show up as an individual. And they were so positive and supportive, but yet like firm and, you know, solid that it was like, you know, I respected that. Yeah. You know, like you really look for, you know, quality and character more than like anything else if you're at, you know, that stage of your own development. But, you know, to me, I like odd people. Like I like people that aren't like everybody else, you know. Right. Well, you're in the right place for that. Yeah, I guess so. See, I always end up in the right place. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes people say, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get. Are you are you all right? Yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah, the yeah. answer is always yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's fifty fifty. Yeah. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but people seem to like it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My my pain can be your laughter. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that. So yeah. So those ladies like totally came through for me. Yeah. And like I don't have any problem paying homage to. The, the numerous black and you know latin uh latina uh, women that were out there and and you know women of all colors you know really when you're in prison you're out you're all still in prison right mm, right and, and so anyways it was about taking all of that and wanting to do something with it and obviously like having you know my own experience about transitioning out of that institution and back into akwazasne my experience as a mother and then also like trying to honor my children's experiences because I, you know, it's not hard to see that we have zero visibility for children in this community that have a parent or, or someone that they love incarcerated. Right. And then mm. on top of that, um, there's like no representation, no advocacy, no, no nothing there. So it, it came to, you know, the, to be, um, pretty obvious that all these all these the substantial amount of surveillance that we're under so it it said that we have 13 different law enforcement agencies that oversee how how long zuck was us like 15 miles or something (laughs) it's not even it's 10 square miles 10 is it okay wow so i've been saying 15 but anyway so i was like you know you have you know and i said each one of those three entities is a multi-million dollar entity yeah i said so you have that much money invested in 10 fucking miles right and you wonder why Mm -hmm. we 
end up in jail and you wonder why our families are broken and you wonder why we, we can't get back up on our feet because we're not meant to. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, so, and then I say, well, how much, how, how much money is invested into anybody even coming out of those institutions? And it's not one fucking dollar. Right. Not one dollar yeah. invested into anybody coming home and, and coming out of that place. And it's an extremely violent, toxic, yeah. abusive environment. Right. And somehow we're supposed to magically plop out of that and mm-hmm. just do exceptionally well. Yeah. So I always thought to myself, if someone were to say, well, Janelle, how, how did you make it? Why didn't you, you know, right. you know, drown in all of the, you know, shit that you go through? And I say, well, because my community showed up for me. There was multiple women that reached out and was like come on like get up like there's work to do and you know and and that just totally changed my 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 own um regret and and resentments and guilt around what what led me right, right to prison yeah so it's a very shameful experience and i was really trying to do my best with you know what i had because i knew statistically my kids were going to end up in prison yeah. yeah and so i was like nope like come on like come no kids like <laughs> mm-hmm. so i dedicated the rest pretty much the rest of my life from then on to trying to show my children that you can go through an adversity you can build from it you can educate your community you can be engaged and you're not any less for it. You've actually taken that experience right. and you've magnified it to the point where now it's your mm-hmm. asset, it's right. your strength. You know, I could make a, a, a you know, a good penny off of presenting and expressing my my story, you know, about incarceration and that's mm-hmm. out there now. Yeah. So so anyways, there's there's a lot to, you know, try to compile into everything, but the beautiful piece to this was that you know, and getting employment and, and being a mother and, and having a job, a legal job, because, you know, I was really good at, yeah. you know, getting shit from one place to the other. Right. right? And and I and you can't do that anymore. So, you know, you got to try yeah. and, you know, yeah. change your ways. And yeah, or you got to be really better at it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. and and we usually don't get better at it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The guys that are really good at own convenience stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that you know that's when I got that job with Seven Dancers. You know, Amy came through and you know hooked me up, and I just you know really wanted to make sure that I, I didn't want her to regret it. You know, I never wanted her to regret giving me a shot because she didn't have to, and right. and there was a lot of a lot of that criteria I didn't meet. I don't have no college education. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's cool. But, you know. So it's like an atonement and a growth at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's an evolution and and it's, I've just come to appreciate it now instead of being so resistant to it. Right. You know. Right, that path to do that shit, to be yeah. that one up there. Right. Well, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, that's you know, yeah. that's what it always comes down to, right? Someone's got to do it, right, Johnny? Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah a, lot of, a lot of people are good at we should. Yeah, I'm an expert at we should. Yeah, we do. We do. We should have apartment buildings. We don't, but we mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's your tiny house project all about? So yeah, so we got to the tiny house because we were over at Seven Dancers, and then the guys came through, and then now was like, yo, we're we got like we're covered. And what was really neat, what I noticed about Seven Dancers and the progress that was made there, a collective progress, was the fact that we had become. 
uh, or, or, or organic surrogate family to a lot of people who needed a brother, mm-hmm. needed a sister, needed like an yeah. aunt, you know. So we were just constantly shifting into all these family roles because we had, you know, we knew what it was like to mess up. We knew what it was like to, you know, hurt people we love. We knew. And so we were able to connect and just and it was just a uh, just a beautiful, you know, um, collective that, you know, we were able to form it. So that let me know, like, that's what the community has been been thirsty for like they legit just want family yeah like everybody is like running and it's mm-hmm. all like you know pulling over but when you got family like you got everything right right and i feel like you know there's so much you know uh, dismantling that's happened within you know our family we grieve the fathers we needed we grieve the mothers that you know we wish could have lived longer you know we're constantly grieving all this tragedy and loss and so it, it, to me it was like you know a logo taught me a lot about you know that family and then the family of you know seven dancers so to you know to get to your point was um the guys were already moon and pray were already doing that they had extra places they were helping these guys mm-hmm. out on their own and I, and then i was sitting on the restorative justice council down in the village and i was seeing guys trying to come out on parole too and there was no safe place for them to live mm-hmm. you know there's all kinds of different discrepancies going on so i'm like okay well you know and so i kind of just stumbled upon the tiny home thing because actually what it was what it became then and to me in my mind was a a financial investment it's real estate so what happens is is the homes actually will financially sustain any kind of work or development that you know the project needs to do because there's so much educating that needs to happen yeah and so instead of you know our guys going here and are not having any place Mm -hmm. to go it was like i'm I'm gonna create a beautiful environment this is a really important lesson that i'll share that i've learned recently is that i am not responsible for people i am responsible for myself So this isn't about me being responsible for other people. This is about me being responsible for the environment of those people. And I believe that if I contribute to a healthy environment, I've contributed to healthier beings. Because if you're living in that, that's what you'll become. But if I'm coming at you with all this shit, trying to control you, tell you what to do, you know, like, nobody likes that. You know, and Mm -hmm. if you do, it's because... You know, you don't know any better. Right. You're institutionalized and you get used to that. And Mm -hmm. then you don't know how to function for yourself. Right. Yeah. So you need that retraining for a lot of people as well, right? Yeah. And so so it was like, well, why don't we get this tiny home up and running? And if we had this many tiny homes, it would generate this much money. And then a portion of that goes back to the kids because I'll always be, you know, a fan and pure you know, supporter of the Freedom School. So I was like, that money is going to go back to the kids in the community. And then anything else goes to maintaining the property or building more homes. Because what was happening, there's guys getting, you know, caught up on, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then they are or they get caught over here and they don't have an address or, yeah. or vice versa. And so I actually need to build at least two more pods in, in Quebec and one in Ontario right. so that when they get on house arrest, you know, and, and the pods are just to say like, hey, your community wanted you to you know believed in your ability to transform yourself Mm -hmm. and so this wasn't me just bitching about you know the criminal system i won't call it a justice system but it is a criminal system Uh, this was about me trying to actually educate acquiescing on transformational justice and i and i knew that because i lived it for one Mm -hmm. and then for two i was like wow we're totally capable of like doing we're like some badass transforming people when we really have Mm -hmm. like enough you know pressure on us so i was like yo i'm just gonna come 
come through and we're going to be like, yep, we're doing this. We're building it. And then on top of that, so many men are coming, are filtering out of these institutions, whether it's rehab or jails. And then what happens is, is nothing is there to support them. And they go into their families and their intimate relationships and all of that shit goes into right. the people that love them the most. And now what do we got back drunk, mm-hmm. back in jail? Kids are hurt. Now, now yeah, everybody's yeah. shooting up and old, you know, and it's like, what the hell, you know? And that's what happens. And so it's like, yo, we got to like, stop this. Like I got to show up for these kids that are like, somebody help my dad get his shit together. Somebody tell my mom she's worth more than that fucking bastard. Like, you know what I mean? like right and so they're like where are all these extra supportive adults and so i know that's a big gap to fill but i'm just trying to come through like that like all right you know i got enough guys here like there needs to be a firehood there, I'm a fire a brotherhood for men and i felt like if if i was able to contribute to fanning the fires of the men and their brotherhood we would have a healthier establishment in our mm-hmm. community where you would have safe places to go with your stuff and you would feel you know liberated in your own truth and in your own you know um essence because you would have arrived at a place where people understood that mm-hmm. but yeah. if you ain't chilling with people that don't understand that you you are less likely to get there right you right know? Mm-hmm. yeah that that makes sense give me a lot yeah <laughs> i'm thinking i know yeah. it is a lot i can, no, I, 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 get, can I get where you're coming from like mm-hmm. the uh <clears throat> the lived experience of uh and the system that's based on shame and punishment and just like in the mental health field like you got people who basically get reabused they're abused that's ultimately that's where prison comes from abuse it becomes an abusive system then you go home and you carry that in addition to what you learned in prison back home and then how you're expected to function and there's no in between Exactly. Yeah. And what is that? What was or a that? a halfway house that's like just sort of jail light. Yeah. Right? So I, it's a, I think it's a really good thing that you're doing. Yeah. So actually what that is, is that's residential school. Absolutely. So that's yeah. residential school. So our grandparents got residential school. Their yeah. grandchildren would inherit the prison system. And it's the same. It's yeah. They're both identically like meant to break right. down identity. Because if you don't know who you are, I'll tell you who you right. are. Yeah. And so I want to break you down to the point where I have power and control yeah. over you. And, yeah. you know. And also those people that end up in jail are often the ones that aren't rule followers so there are rule followers who function perfectly well but it doesn't do anything to further us as a people mm-hmm. so i think if you can i always like working in schools always like the bad the bad kids because the bad kids you get the most out of yeah the bad kids will break rules so if they'll break rules they're going to think outside the box right i mean some of them some are just dumb <laughs> Sorry, there's just dumb people sometimes. (laughs) Hormones are pretty powerful. Kids are dumb. Kids are really dumb. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) So that's pretty amazing. How many many, of these tiny houses do you have? What's your process? Yeah, so the process was was like, you know, if we got six tiny homes and if you're on social assistance and you come home and, and, and you know, that support says, okay, we'll give you $300, I'll take your $300. But my thing is, is it's not really about getting money out of them because that's actually what's the first thing that's going to pull you back to doing something yeah. you don't want to do. And so mm-hmm. um, this was about actually saying, you know, you don't necessarily, this isn't about your money, you know, get that assistance from the state if you can't, if you don't have the money. 
uh, for rent, you just donate hours within the community. So you go help out the agriculture, you go to the mm-hmm. freedom school, go shovels, you know, go do something. But the more you engage in community, the more that you're going to build a relationship and yeah. they're going to see that, you know, you're not this freaking monster that, you know, everybody makes you out to be when you're coming out, when you're really like, you really just had to adjust to your environment. Like you yeah. had to become that robot that just, you know, doesn't, you know, blink and like, you know, just sit there and, you know. So so anyways, you know, yeah. So it was about, you know, getting some revenue into that. And then also like we had a reading about it. You know, I I, I had a reading done with um Onondaga Jess and she was like, you know, I see so you're doing something with housing. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know what? She says, don't, don't, don't give up on that. She says, what yous will create in Akwazasne, she says, will be a template for other communities to be able to have. And, and, in, the, and in the reality of that, that's so true because this doesn't exist anywhere mm-hmm. within proximity yeah. of us. And we have how many communities that have zero help for people yeah. coming out of jail. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Everybody's going to jail. Everybody's yeah. been to jail. Everybody's going to jail. We're all lined up to like, you know, every day we come through a border mm-hmm. where we're at risk of being arrested for whatever you know and so we're constantly under the gun and we've adapted well i think we've done pretty well at you know adjusting to that but it doesn't make it you know healthy Mm -hmm. exactly you know like you know how many years do we say i have nothing here's my id you know what i mean surviving and thriving are different things yeah Yeah. right i do like the diy aspect that uh you know in akwazasi one of the things that touches my heart are when we one thing that bums me out is when I've seen elders be like, who will take care of us? I've literally heard an elder say that, who will take care of us? And it never jives. And when I see people taking care of each other, you know, all of our initiatives from mm-hmm. the radio station to what you're doing, to a logo, to all the fasting groups and sweat groups and medicine groups are all homegrown. Yeah. And I, I think that initiative is where the power comes from because you're self-generating like you're doing. You know, what you're doing is self-generating. You know, you get help from outside eventually, but... To make it happen, that nexus to make it work takes your constant attention. So that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, passion doesn't let you sleep. Right, right. So, but, it, it, but actually, it feels really good because I feel like like I'm in complete alignment. Like I'm not supposed to be anywhere. I'm completely at peace. I know what needs to be done. I have a good idea of mm-hmm. you know how it's going to work. And you know what's been great? Every interaction that I've had with this, people believe in it. And that that power of people believing and seeing that this is possible is the magic that I've gotten to see in people's faces. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, let's rethink this. Yeah. You know, let's like transition. And I'm like, yo, that shit right there just totally like... Yeah. You know, gets me going. I'm like, I know, I can oh, see wow. it. Yeah, I do, I do. I'm, I'm such a. Your energy's going. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm a, I'm a geek for all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you believe in energies and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Chakras and all yes. of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, you're not any less for it. I'll tell you that. No. Much. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your core beliefs? Um, I don't know. I just feel that. Um, I just feel like, I you know, you should always give yourself permission to change, you know, and and I think that's just really important. Like, I just give myself more permission to change, 
And I think the way I, I speak to myself today is more supportive. Like you got this or you're all right, mm-hmm. or you're more than just this body and you're more than just this life. Like, because sometimes like the heaviness of pain of, you know, watching people suffer, like that shit sucks, you know, and you see enough of it and you see enough kids crying and you see enough pain in the community and you and it, and it drives you crazy. Right. It drives you like in so insane where you just like you become the violence that you're, you know, you're despising and you're like, holy shit, like I'm consumed by it. And then you're like, you got to check out somehow. And so I give a lot of props and a lot of credit to, you know, everybody in the, every person in the community that's providing service to the community that they're wounded in and by, but still trying to support. Right. Mm. You know, like, I mean, if you think of us as a people, we're, we're pretty fucking extraordinary to have the abilities that we do today mm-hmm. to yeah. even hold capacity. Like right, that. right. When so many others haven't mm-hmm. just melted away. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny B? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> no, that's why. That's, that's pretty much the reason I actually started doing comedy again. Yeah. Because it was a time where I would just, I stopped. Yeah. For a couple of years and I just, you know. Going to the bars every weekend, hanging out with friends. Right. And then there was that one year I put that fucking uh, amateur show on at Brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because we had a, a natural amount of deaths that year, that January, right. that February. Yeah. The reservation was uh was oh, grieving. Right, bummed out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, we got to do something. I got to fucking, yeah, yeah. I got to make the people laugh. I got to make them smile. Right. So I got in right. touch with Colby and then uh, yeah, we got the comedy going at Brass again. Yeah. Mm. We should do a comedy mm-hmm. comedy fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an idea. Yeah, it'll work. It'll it work. Should work. Yeah. It'll work. We'll talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just roast everybody. Just roast everybody. Yeah. Are you yeah. here to feel good? <laughs> too damn bad. Too damn bad. It's a plate of cocaine going around. <laughs> so you yeah. came to the wrong comedy show. No, I love that. I always think our guys are funny. Like I always thought my male cousins were funny. Yeah. Or, you know, my brother, like, you know, mm-hmm. they shoot this shit and I'd be like, just, you know, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, so. humor's humor's traditional. That's, that's that's one of the things. Even even what all we're saying are those uh I guess culture's weird. So culture's like it's easy to wear a feather and beads and like, okay, I'm fucking traditional yeah. now, but that's not that's not where your culture is. It's deep down. It's that thing that <laughs> everything's on fire. I'm going to laugh at it. That's it. You know, that's it right there. Yeah, when you take a ride down snide and yeah. uh, around springtime just to see the grass fires. Yeah. 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 It's about as traditional as it gets yeah, right there. Exactly. Just exactly. ride around the res in springtime. Yeah. Just to see the grass burning. Wow. Yeah. It's fun. I can I know smell I'm it. not the only one. That, that. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one that does it. No, I do it. I, <laughs> I, I see the fucking wall of smoke that way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's nice that's right kind there, of huh? awesome. <laughs> I hope it doesn't burn my barn <laughs> down. But fuck, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll follow fire trucks in the springtime. Yeah, I wonder where they're going. Oh fuck, we're going to Snai. <laughs> well, that's where the biggest marsh is. Yeah, mm. whereas everywhere else is colonized. Snai's yeah. still wild. Yeah, yeah, Snai is a uh, yeah. There's a lot of marshland on there. Yeah, everybody else is putting up houses and yeah. That's where all the un- land still un- good, is. Ungood fucking burning areas, yeah. right? Scumbags. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And you know, while I always think about the turtles, like I'm like, oh no, yeah. like all the turtles and everything they're like yeah bubbling up that's a good point 
That is a good point. <laughs> Marshmallow like turtle stew. Turtle right soup. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some yeah. carrots. We should eat them if we're going to cook them. Some potatoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Turtles and birds and cats. <laughs> Catch me under with a bowl next year. <laughs> <laughs> just like he's at Longhouse. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Going to the fire? My fucking waiter's on just swinging through the marsh. <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> so you got three kids? Yeah. Three kids. Yeah. I have three kids too. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well, actually, the oldest one just got her license today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is so she? She's uh, she's seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest She's is 19, does not have a license. Really? And my son is yeah, 18. You know what? These kids don't really care huh? if they get their license they don't. or not. <laughs> they have really? the internet. What do they need a car yeah. for? Br- yeah. yeah. No, I. They got so mom true. and dad to bring them everywhere. That's right. Then yeah. Duda. <laughs> yeah. And the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and how many kids does Johnny have? I got three. You got yeah. three, too? Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got two, and my girlfriend's got a boy, so... Okay. okay. Three. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So you got two real ones. I got three so real that's ones. That's what I like to hear, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> two boys and my little girl. Yeah. You take mm-hmm. him in. You'll be the one saving mm-hmm. your ass by right. the time, you know, shoveling your driveway when mm. nobody else gives oh, a shit, man. you know? Yeah, they're in the video yeah. games, though, so they're yeah. fucking... I don't know. They do like to play outside, but... Do they? But... My youngest is I don't, as, I, like, as for like shoveling driveways, I don't think they're them type of kids at all. No? Yeah, well, I'm going to have, I'm have to bribe them, though. Yeah. There's fucking $20 here. Go shovel a driveway. Yeah, consider violence. Uh, but then their kids are like, no, we'll do it for 40 <laughs> American? Yeah, yeah, right. Try to hustle me. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's when you change the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> I'm not, I don't know how to change my Wi-Fi I'm one of those guys. Yeah, it's I still see. still the, the fucking all the, like, the letters and numbers. <clears throat> right. So... Yeah, you just I feel want... if I try it, I'm gonna fuck something up. Just have your kid do it. <laughs> <laughs> but he knows have how. Have them change it. <laughs> You're in trouble. Change the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, uh, they are pretty. Yeah, I like. He sp- he spent sixty dollars because I had my uh, my credit card on his switch. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So he, he felt he uh, buy himself a video game. Yeah. And then tell me afterwards if he can right. buy it. Oops. Yeah. He was like, you already bought it. What? Yeah. 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 So I had to take all my shit But I'm pretty sure he can probably do all that techie shit. Right. Too. Was it a good game at least? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He plays it. Yeah. He plays it constantly. The punishment would be, okay, now you get yeah. to watch me play it. I got, I, got, I got him scared too because we're growing our hair out. Right. And uh, I'm like, just for spending that money, we're going to get haircuts. He got real sad. He's like, oh. <laughs> but he's like, okay. I'm like, I'm just kidding. I can't do that to you. <laughs> So how has this journey changed your parenting? Um, I don't know, but I just want to say I really appreciate um, guys talking about being dads. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I just totally appreciate that conversation between you two and yeah. just owning kids and, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I that's that's nice to see. Yeah. I just want to say that, yeah. you know? Like, so. Yeah, we're good at dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's good. You yeah. know, I have a lot to learn from it's guys. Actually, it's actually you know, not that. that hard to be. Um, yeah. Dad, just got to yeah. keep the knives away from them. Yeah. <laughs> keep them alive, you know? Yeah. Basically. Them, it's like 90 90- fed. Yeah. yeah. It's super easy. Keep the sharp objects away from them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really not hard, you know, those guys that fail at it, you're just fucking yeah. kind of yeah. useless, dude. I mean, everything's microwavable. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really have to cook for them. <laughs> I just say make sure you point the guns yeah. that way. Get them the hot pockets, the mini pizzas, yeah. or you go, just push three on Shoot the microwave. Shoot, you're not your you're classmates. Good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if anybody bullies you, you punch them directly in the nose. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. This is how you do a rear naked choke. Yeah. Now, te- don't bully. <laughs> your teacher's going to tell you to tell her, but I'm telling you to punch that kid right in the fucking right square in the face. Yeah. You don't listen to your teacher when it comes to bullies. Yeah. yeah. She don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She's a bully, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I your- love that. I love how I gave you guys something mm. totally good and you flipped it and like made- <laughs> That's our thing. Yeah. 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 The flippers? Yeah, that's our thing. The okay, ultimate flippers. Make it ridiculous. Down the scariest road ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's see how extreme mm-hmm. we can go. Mm-hmm. Were they legit scared of that death whistle? Oh my they were like on the vert once, like, I'm about to cry. And I'm like, no, like, what are you doing? Oh, did you do that like, here? Yeah. Cause, Fuck yeah. Because I was talking to them and they were like, it's kind of creepy to drive over. I'm like, you really want to get scared? And I got the death was I keep in a truck just for moments like that. So, that yeah. It's horrible. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. He just it makes is. it worse. Yeah. I'm like exhausted from trying to like console these kids down this freaking uh, long ass driveway. And the more we keep going, the more it's like unconvincing, right? Yeah, and yeah. then we get there and he pops out. Mm, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, like, how well do you know this guy? Yeah. Like, we've never seen him before. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, but they I'm have. Like, <laughs> I'm like, chill. I'm like, it's Johnny B. Yeah. Everybody knows Johnny B. Like, I don't know how I met him. I don't even know. Like, I, I'm like, then I'm like, you know what? I really don't know him. <laughs> Why does he have a knife? <laughs> Why does he have a death whistle? <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, yeah, exactly. You just keep it in your truck. I do. Yeah, you could have just kept it to yourself, like, Johnny. I go, Jeez. I go to lunch, right? I like where yeah. I work. I go to lunch usually around two in the morning. Yeah, I'll drive by Twinley real slow, <laughs> Western Door, Bears Den, the Tribal Station, and I just fucking blow it. Nice. Yeah, nice. I like instilling fear. In yeah, <laughs> not in like a negative, like I'm gonna kill you type right, way, right. but just a oh, Jesus, what the right. fuck was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was like some kind of mating call, you know. At first. <laughs> Like legit, I thought I almost like, oh wow, he whipped out his moose mating call whistle. <laughs> what the fuck would we what would do that for baby? Jesus. If you're attracted to that, then Jesus. Yeah, you deserve to get thrown in a trunk with the fuck. That turned you on? Hey, it takes all kinds. I didn't I know. know. I was like, oh wow, look at gold. <laughs> Ooh, Johnny. <laughs> Got him. He's a mighty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't uh, seen a moose around. <laughs> right. You can't have a moose around here. They get killed right well, away. It was huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was like this big contraption that he just. Yeah, start, yeah. It's like this big fucking yeah. scary. I figured stuff. the bigger whistle I get, the louder it'd be. And you were right. It, yeah, I was. You were right. Because yeah. I got a friend that 3D prints little ones, and they're not as loud. Yeah. So I bought my son one. He wanted one. Of course. It's a little psycho. Like Is he going to bring it to the freedom school? I don't know. I just, I said, take it to your mom. Just scare yeah. your mom every night. So, <laughs> it's probably broke already. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He brings it to my parents' house and he likes him and my dad. They do this thing where they like to scare each other. So right. He gets, he gets him quite a few times. Someday he's going to win that one. <laughs> your dad's not getting younger. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, but what is that? Like, what's this thing with like wanting to scare somebody? And like, I don't know. It's kind of fun though. It's, yeah, it's fun just seeing somebody it? get spooked. Yeah. Yeah, but not in a like I'm gonna. Yeah, hurt you kind yeah. Of well, like, you know, like ah. not like in a mean way, but yeah, like yeah. just wanting to yeah. like. It's mischievous. <laughs> it is. It's a shenanigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's a line. There's a line between bullying and shenanigans. It's like yeah. when you poke fun yeah. at your friends, but you're not really trying to hurt their feelings. You're just trying to get a rise. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to, yeah. you know, because that never occurred to me about like, because <clears throat> probably because I hate being scared. Yeah. And you, you might not like, I probably wouldn't even do, I would just freeze. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say nothing. I would just be like, yeah. And that would be it. I would right. play dead. I'm a possum. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking faint. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even faint. I would just. The old, Stop right the old instinct would come out. Yeah. You just have a knife in your hand. Yeah. And we'd be like, <laughs> we're just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so how has your journey changed you the most? Oh, how has it changed me the most? Well, geez, I don't know. I've changed a lot. I think, yeah. uh, I don't know, just, I think it was, um, It was like legit, like learning how to take care of myself. Yeah. Like, you know, there are so many people that say that to you, but right. if you don't really have a concept about what that is, or if nobody's like guided you or mentored you on it, or you've never seen it, like, you're just kind of like, what is that? Like, right. you know, and right. so then you have to start this journey. And I never had the time to start the journey because I was too immersed in like trying to save everybody and everything and yeah. feeling responsible for, you know, everything that's out of my control. Right. And it just, you know, so instead of setting myself up like that, what wasn't fair is that, you know, I was putting all my good energy out there and then all my yeah. my sad, hard, you know. So I always say, like, nobody, like, I think really understands, you know, my evolution more than my children because, like, nobody stuck it out with me. Nobody wrote me more in prison than my four and my five-year-old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and to this day, mm -hmm. you know, they're in the other room because they believe in what I'm doing. They've never, like thrown anything in my face or like really you know they, they've always been supporters and i think that's like truly amazing mm -hmm. when you get to you know experience um these these beings like grow up and then all of a sudden like just um show up for you mm -hmm. you know and some and it feels it's it's great like it feels so good to like buckle down with your crew and be like now we got each other you know what i mean yeah. like we're a crew like you're <clears> mine <throat> i'm yours and we're gonna do this you know and so they feel that and i try to pump them up in that way because you're gonna go out there and not feel that yeah, yeah. you know so you gotta feel it at home and if you don't feel it at home it's hard to generate it out there mm -hmm. you know hmm. so i i just try to try my best and i think that's where the work was really supposed to happen was with our kids because you know they're really gonna come through for us i think in ways that you know, not not to take responsibility, not to condone the the bullshit we've done mm -hmm. or anybody's done for that matter. But <clears throat> I think our generation actually did a really good job at doing the the inside work that needed to happen, so that the next generation doesn't have to struggle with themselves. Yeah. So much. Well, mental yeah. health is no longer like this thing you don't talk about. I mean, my kids mm -hmm. are constantly sending fucking memes about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody around me is crazy. So yeah, that's great. They do. Well, we they, can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They are on on top of yeah. that. And you know what's interesting is that now it's like you know how do they have those conversations if their parents going through something right. or mm -hmm. you know they see all of a sudden there's all this awareness and like Uncle Johnny's right. like you know for real mm -hmm. on like borderline yeah. you know <laughs> something. So you know, so it's just like interesting how you know how much awareness that they have today. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to be like I just want to try and develop so that I can meet them where right. they're at. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Because we all need someone to say like, "Hey, I see you." You know what I mean? Like, and 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 someone to take you in like that. Like, it just feels so good that like, you can feel purpose and acceptance and thrive on that alone. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they have such mm -hmm. a lingo at 19. Where you're talking about, you know. 
uh, ADHD, OCD, and uh, self care, and you know, meditation. We just, we, I wasn't at nineteen. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, this what's going on at Freddy's this weekend?" <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's what your kids talk about. Yeah. Really? Oh my kid. Yeah. Look at he walked in. He's playing guitar. Yeah. 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 How old is that one? Eighteen. Eighteen now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I think you really raised your, you know, your children to be really uh, creative and expressive with mm. themselves, which yeah. which makes them so unique, right? Like they're already confident in their own presence, you know, right. that that came from your own methods of, you know, wanting to cultivate your family. You're going to cultivate your family with your values and beliefs. And then mm-hmm. I think what we're doing is like we're really actually just leaving more space for more options. You know, like you can be uh, non-binary, mm-hmm. you can be, you know, all, you know, you can't, you can be whatever you need to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like that's, you know, probably like a really beautiful gift that, you know, the next generation will get to receive because there's more acceptance today than yeah, yeah. there's ever mm-hmm. been. Um, this is Ryan's jacket, so <laughs> he was gay in the village when it wasn't okay. Mm. <laughs> Ryan who? King. Oh, Ryan. Oh, yes. Oh. Left his jacket here? Yeah, I just smell Call it. Call him up. Tell him to come through. He hasn't been here in months. I know. He left it there months ago. sniffing his sleeve. That's what he does. That's what he does. Don't leave your jacket here. Make sure you take your jacket with you. This is everything's coming with me. The kids, everything. Everything. Because once it stays in the compound, it never leaves. Oh, great. (laughs) He's part of the group now. Yeah. Part of the tribe. Just wait till the robes come out. Not quite quite an Aboriginal outlaw. You might be an outlaw, but not Aboriginal. (laughs) Oh, I'm an outlaw. Trust me. All day, I'm I'm as outlaw as you're going to (laughs) get. Pretty sure we all were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an outlaw when I walk out of my fucking house. Yeah. I'm supposed to be here right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my house hasn't got permits. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be here right now. Yeah. Let alone drive down a fucking state highway. <laughs> I can't do that. I work at an unlicensed radio station. Oh, <laughs> so you take your boat, you boat it down. Let me throw your boat around. This guy drives. <laughs> I drive. He drove us to Ganawage. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's yeah. like, got no license. Yeah. I'll drive. <laughs> okay. I'll take my truck. <laughs> We went through the Dundee border too. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. You know what? You just keep riding around like nobody's business, right? There's sure. a lot of people have been like driving around without license for like 17 years. Yeah. Nobody's ever pulled them over. Yeah, I bought the truck. I'm gonna fucking drive it. Right, you but you yeah. got insurance though. Yeah, I'm yeah. Insured, okay, yeah. don't be dumb. Everything's legit. Everything's legit. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. actually, they actually got me a cheaper rate now. So fuck yeah, I like that. My insurance lady has got me a cheaper rate. You're all right. <laughs> After about two years of me paying an outrageous amount of money. Oh yeah. To drive around illegally, I get right. my insurance rate in Fort too. Right at uh, Kings. Yeah, it's yeah. very expensive, but now it's actually I like it. I go through Geico. They have the best app. Oh yeah. I don't like to engage with things and just fucking do 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 so everything done. online. Yeah. I prefer going out. I like. Yeah. Just going out here. Take yeah. my money. Yeah. I don't know you, but here you go. If you wink at yeah, it. Yeah, I won't know. I want to put a face to who I'm giving right. fucking three hundred dollars to a month. That's true. Like here, <laughs> fucking bitch. Mine has a face. He's a gecko. He's very <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I like how neither one of us are on the screen. I didn't notice till just now. <laughs> <laughs> neither one of them. Is on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I got an interesting question that you know I would like some feedback on. Yeah. It's like so you know just I you know. 
I've kind of expressed a little bit about how I've arrived at this place of the brotherhood. And if you guys can, you know, envision that, you know, what that looks like to have a, a brotherhood in Akwazasne. And I know like sometimes that shows up as like a, a lacrosse team or, or a fire department or the police department, right? Like mm-hmm. they become like brotherhoods. You know, or then there's gangs, right? And then there's all this and that. Like, yeah. they're brotherhoods, but, like, in different shapes and forms right. and names. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But, like, to have, like, a, a general brotherhood where, you know, you guys literally create a, a, a council. Or, an, I, no, I don't want to take it to a council. I just want to say, like, a brotherhood where there's just, like, a central fire. And I think that, like, you know, and witnessing some of the work, you know, that, like, even, you know, you guys are doing, like you said, Johnny, like, you coming through as a comedian, like, how many men do we have, you know, that deep down inside want to do what you're doing and nobody was out there doing it, you know? And so they enjoy, they mm-hmm. want to support you because you're connecting with something that, like, inspires them. And, you know, over here, you know, always being, like, on that extra, you know, mindful, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. trying to be creative, trying to be organic, like, that's really out of the box. Like, you even putting this production together to takes a certain level of brilliance and organization and commitment and i think like this is what we want to see our men doing like yeah. produce something that's going to be productive and feed your soul and feed mm-hmm. your family and you know and you can be at peace with that but I, I mean i don't know like i really don't know but it's it's just what i've seen and what i've kind of like you know captured from you know listening to men and and, right. and i think that's what it's going to take is me listening um, because that's you know how we learn, and it takes a certain level of humility yeah. to learn anything. Yeah. Is that a question? Um, <laughs> I, people yeah. often say yeah. that to me. I must be just like pure yeah. statements. I'd be mm. like, you know what? Yeah. But yeah. no, like so. I guess it's like in the visioning of a brotherhood, yeah. you know, and and something. And I guess I kind of framed it in this like. Right. I vibe what you're saying. You're like mm-hmm. uh, you're thinking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I think how would it look? I don't know. I think it depends on the individuals. You know, I think it's important when mm-hmm. men gather together, they not take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. They have a habit of coming together and doing stupid things when they take themselves too yep. seriously. Um, that thin blue line is a gang for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think the firemen are a good example of how it's done right. I think CKON is. People don't know this. CKON is sovereign. CKON doesn't have a license. CKON never asked permission. CK1 is completely community driven. 100%. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funded but, by the community. Uh, I can't go and CK1 and say words like fuck. <laughs> no. We, have sovereign. A, we do have a few rules. Douchebags. Yeah. We don't want to piss know, off them old sign. ladies. <laughs> you never piss off the <laughs> evil old ladies that really control the res. Don't you know this? They're, okay. You, does, elections doesn't matter. Chiefs don't matter. There are little old ladies who are evil and they run the reservation for real. They could have your ass taken out in just uh, a second. Now, you know yeah. some of them. One of them might be your relative. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. One of them might just yeah. be your duda. One of them might be your mom. <laughs> you'll, you'll see them eventually walking in and out yeah. of number nine, buying bingo cards. Exactly. Tuesday, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's very important. They don't take themselves too mm-hmm. seriously because men's councils have a habit of uh, doing dumb shit. Like an ego trap? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think ego work. I, I think uh, engaging with the emotions. I mean, I just as myself, as for example, I've changed much in the years. Um, I used to be very cut off. From emotions and now I'm not. I just cry all fucking day. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. On Johnny, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Well, then like Thursdays when yeah. you know we get together. We listen to Motley Crue. We sit by the river. Yeah, contemplate. Yeah. Do you guys fishing. have like intimate conversations or? Very rarely. Yeah. No. 
So yeah. if you were going through some shit, you wouldn't like call him up and be like, probably not. No, we would just sit there. <laughs> but they, they would show up though. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, that. They would show up. Yeah. I yeah. believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it goes. Hmm. So I, I think we have a lot of examples in our history or in our culture that we can use. I mean, just gathering together, like, well, Hologa was, is an example, you know, and anybody can do that. Uh, I think, I think part of decolonization is not asking permission and just doing things. It tends to take, it tends to take a few people that, uh, will, um, consistently show up. Right. I mean, our, our podcast happens because we consistently come here on mm-hmm. Thursday Right. We're the best and funniest podcast on the res because we're consistent. Not every episode is going to be the funniest episode, right. but mm-hmm. it's going to fucking be there. Right. And, and you see it on need and you created it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, that's power. Yeah. Yeah. We're powerful. You are. Very, I believe that. Swinging giant cocks. Oh, oh great. <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> wow. That just like really goes from I, one that's, end that's to the other. That's masculine energy. What can I, I say? We're embracing our masculinity. <laughs> uh, it happens. It happens. Yeah, uh, for sure. Oh, man. It does. Yeah. I have to make up for our missing brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's gonna like it. He likes. Yeah. He likes the cast when he's uh when yeah. he sits up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's very proud of us yeah. sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. When we gotta go solo, me and you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how long have you guys been doing the podcast for? Uh, about a year and a half. A year and a half. And mm-hmm. how's how's the feedback been? How's like the? You have to talk to this guy. Like even like computer wise, raw numbers, he takes care of that. But yeah. community wise, I get people that walk up to me and you guys yeah. are fucking hilarious. Someone took a selfie with me today. Nice. Yeah. I was teaching yoga today. And yeah. Uh, Dude, I'm doing yoga with, a, with an outlaw. It's cool. <laughs> I, there's like white people who like yeah. text me like, dude, we yeah. love your podcast. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So we have dozens of listeners at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, if we're getting a hundred, we'll move around a hundred listeners. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to build it a thousand spot. Mm-hmm. We have uh, consistent listeners from Ganawage. Mm. Um, Onondaga. I've heard Onondaga. Do they even have electricity there? I, they should. They should. I got... Uh, I got they have two arenas, but I don't think they have yeah, positive lines. feedback from Undaga. Yeah, yeah. A little okay, bit. I'll lay off. Mm-hmm. You're all right. Yeah, You're all right. right. I mean, you should set Syracuse on fire, but other than that, <laughs> that's the Mohawk way. But it's the same with you. Okay, I ask you with women because I, I do remember going to this visioning meeting years and years ago, back when I used to be involved in things, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> it was at the Longhouse, and you know they had all these single mothers there, and they all had the same fucking problems, and I was like. Well, how come these guys don't work together? Like, there's five mothers here who all need childcare, who all need rent, who all need this, and all have absent men. Mm-hmm. Okay, can't fix those men. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could maybe put a gun to their head. I don't think it'll help. Probably so, not. Probably right. not. No. And then they're just gonna fall in love with him again. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be more kids. We know how it goes. So why don't they work together? And that was my central question. You have a solution here. Work together. They didn't. But <sighs> well, my thought about that is that in Ohologo, when <clears throat> we would have, we would ask youth to, you know, ask somebody to be their aunt and their uncle. And what was interesting, and like, and in the in the innocence of it all, people would say, like, "Well, what do I do?" And so, you know, and then after hearing that, like multiple times, <clears throat> you begin to hear it on a deeper level, and you begin to see that. Um, a lot of a lot of times people don't know how to 
fulfill a role and responsibility as like uh, a relative. And so it's kind of like, wow, like we really had to get back to practicing being yeah. sisters and we have to get back to practicing, you know, viewing men as our brothers and, you know, and, and become that, you know, that camaraderie and that community that we talk about. So we have to kind of like change the way we address each other. So I'm like, yo, Johnny, what's going on, bro? Right? Like that feels mm-hmm. good, right? Like I'm greeting you, I'm acknowledging mm-hmm. you, I see you as someone that's safe, I respect it, like whatever, you know? And so like that's what people wanna feel like mm-hmm. claimed, you know, you wanna feel yeah. like you're a part of something. And so I just feel like, you know, that's that's what Ohologo was. It was like a place where we could be in the practice of being a, a communal family and taking care of each other. But what's hard about that is oftentimes like, you know, we're 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 relying on other things to solve the corruption that's inside of us. Yeah. And so when we do actually get into a relation there's many times where i've had really close relationships with women and then you know not know how to navigate uh, mm-hmm. a disagreement or right. a conflict or hurt or pain right and then and then i'm like well how you know i'm supposed to be the sister but i don't i don't know how to like yeah fix this i've yeah. never done this before nobody's explained this to me like and if you don't have anything else around there like you're just literally feeling around in the dark which can you know get pretty messy and so so I was like, yo, like we really just need to practice being family and saying like we gotta leave space. Like if we're gonna fuck up, this is where we do it because this is where we learn how to make it right. Yeah. And oftentimes we're expecting some exterior to teach us mm-hmm. that, but we're an ecosystem. And so you're absolutely right. So what happens is I, I I do see that. And actually, like I'm I get to sit here off the backs of women who actually yeah. did right. you know, network and organize in that mm-hmm. way because I am successful today off of indigenous women being rebellious not asking for permission you know using their privilege and their whatever to give me an upper hand and now i'm sitting here like uh, here's a product right right like here's a product of what can happen because i didn't graduate i dropped out mm-hmm. i've overdosed i've you know all this and that like i statistically i'm not supposed to be one alive or two sitting mm-hmm. here talking about anything remotely productive or healthy yeah you know, and so here I am against all odds. Here you are against all odds. And we're like, yo, like we're showing up and we're feeling good about it. And we're talking to our kids and we're creating change and we're going to have a fucking conversation because nobody's talking. And I have too much thoughts mm-hmm. in my heads to not like put that someplace. Right. Yeah. Right. When we could be doing yeah. this, we could be vibing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like that's what that's genuinely deep down what everybody wants to do. I've done multiple presentations, sat down with multiple people, and you know, at mm-hmm. the end of the fucking day, everybody legit just wants to be accepted. Right. And that sounds so simple, mm-hmm. but like it it to to break it down into somebody to be aware of that within themselves is not mine to say, but there's to discover and you know, and I and all I can do is encourage that. Mm-hmm. You know, if today was your fucking best, good for you. You know, and, and it's I think it's just losing the, the need or the control to, 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 to judge or to, yeah. to expect or to, you know, do any of that. Like and, and that's just freedom. That's personal freedom. Right. Right. And doing that inside. Like, we're gonna turn this into a consciousness <laughs> podcast. Poor Johnny's like, uh, he's like, God uh, damn it, I'm Jesus. I'm I'm outside <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing. They're playing. I'm outside. Yeah, just hanging out yeah. with the kids. Go get high. Yeah, right. Might order a pizza. Yeah, they're knocking on the windows and like death whistling outside. Death the whistling. Thing. And Go and smoke pot with the teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Here, kids. Then they smoke him under the table. <laughs> I mean, then everybody wants to. Yeah. 
Have you caught your kids doing that yet? <laughs> Quarter to store. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny takes all the kids to the store. <laughs> Buy cigarettes. <laughs> Send them in with little notes. Yeah. It doesn't work these days. It doesn't but work it used anymore. to work when I was younger. Sends them into a dispensary yeah. with a note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pre-no. I would just walk down to the store and buy cigarettes. They did not ask a fucking question. <laughs> At Reginald's. <laughs> you remember those days? Reginald's? Yeah. Uh, which was, uh, give me a... Uh, uh, Mitchell's store down Snye. Mitchell's store. Oh, okay. All right. That yeah. was down... That was right in the middle. Right down on okay. River Road. Right yeah. There, right yeah. The yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, there, we used to buy cigarettes. He passed away Jack Lazor. They used to have a little... A little Smoke shack. It wasn't even. Uh, it was his garage. Little. But they sold drinks and chips and, oh. and fucking cigarettes and chew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'd go down there and I'd get Salem's for my Salem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From my, uh, I don't know who the fuck smokes Salem. Someone. But yeah, so my I mom did, used to smoke. Yeah. Salem, so I did too. <laughs> so I, yeah, I used to, I took a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were the best cigarettes in the world at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the menthol? Yeah. Yeah. So you get older and you realize everybody else is smoking Marlboros. I'm like, right. I can't be a bitch. Right. I gotta get the lights. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's all marketing. Once upon a time, Marlboros were women's cigarettes. Oh, really? Yep. And then Marlboro wanted to sell more to men because men smoke more. So they created the Marlboro Man and butched up their image. But they were filtered cigarettes. Real men smoked Lucky Strikes and Camels because they are unfiltered. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. I can't. Well, you know, in jail, you're kind of limited on what, you know, you still get those those little packets, pouch yeah, yeah. things where, you know, like, and it's not even like tobacco. It's like <laughs> right. brown paper dyed and oh, really? like yeah. dripped in probably whatever. Yeah. And, I've only been to county yeah. jail yeah. and there was no, no there like was legit. Like there's no people who's like all their tips are like just brown. I'm like, and they pick them up. Like, That's unattractive. <laughs> you know, so um, it's just, you know, part of the. The environment, the yeah. environment. Yeah. So when you think back in your life, do you feel like like you're a totally different person now? Like when you look back in your memories, it's almost like another person. Mm, no, actually, I think I'm just more of who I'm supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. 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 Like this was about me just getting reacquainted with myself. Right. I don't think it was about me like questioning what I was capable of. It was actually me like achieving a certain level of um, uh, freedom and and peace within myself. And so it would make sense that in this life I would come through like in a culture that's immersed actually in the methodology of peace and yeah. and the belief that, you know, if we come together mm-hmm. in an agreement, you know, we're extremely powerful. And, and to this day, you know, there's nothing that still, you know, contests to that, right? So we know that. And yet we can get so far distracted into whatever direction that it becomes so complex. So I'm trying to get back to the simplicity of complicated things like harm and violence and healing and mm-hmm. justice and all of that. And so I just realized like that justice was something that I needed to uh, come to terms with, with within myself because I was still the prosecutor. I was still the judge, the defense, yeah. you know, and there's this like whole proceeding happening inside of me. And then, you know, you just realize like you don't got to do any of that shit. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just fucking get rid of the. And then I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, so I, you mm-hmm. know, I just appreciate like how brilliant we're designed to be, our thoughts, our capabilities. Like, uh, wow, like we're just phenomenal beings that I think we just don't recognize enough. Right. 
You know, it's it's pretty brilliant. We're not we're still a great mystery. We're not even like yeah. You know, totally. Nobody even understands a lot of. They don't know why there's thoughts. Yeah, like, they know that there like, are thoughts. They don't know why. Right, like why are we ninety mm-hmm. something degrees every yeah. day? You yeah. know, like who does that? Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like we're legit warm. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, there's like a fire inside of me. You know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, it's so powerful, yeah. you know, and the fire's the family and the family's the fire. And yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, this mm-hmm. just all makes sense, you know? Right. It all and, lines up. And so, yeah. So what I appreciate about our, our culture, because to be honest with you, I was kind of like kind of feeling some kind of way about pushing too much culture because I've done messaging, mm-hmm. right? Like if, you know, sexual assault say something, but oftentimes, you know, there was all these other complex things. Things. And so I was like, you got to be careful with messaging because I don't want to sit down in front of a bunch of kids and say, well, actually, nine out of 10 of you are going to end up in rehab or dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that's the only information that yeah. you're shoving down these pamphlets and to prove to the mm-hmm. government how much more money. And you're like, no, like, it's just it's so like unconventional for us that it was like just trash it and start right. over from like a pure place all right let's get back mm-hmm. to the lodge and be like what's not meant to yeah. be here and what is and and then it just works with you spirit works with you things come through so i, I don't know like i just feel like that our, our 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 teachings and our language was built off of a consciousness that existed at that time and so what happens is today yeah. that consciousness is there, but now we're trying to give you a culture right. to a consciousness that you don't have. And we're expecting culture to right. save us and culture ain't going to save you. Right. It, that's, that's not what this is about. Like, and I think that we're just, you know, kind of like com- uh, commercializing maybe a little bit too much culture because it's like, yeah, those teachings are there because they're conscious teachings. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually you get conscious with yourself and then come to the culture, right? Because you're going to understand it and you're going to be able to take in, yeah. right, the, the essence of what it is now. But if you come rolling in, because what happens, like I've seen this, right, we hand out, we'll hand out all these indigenous mm-hmm. things or right. instruments or tools. Yeah. And nobody knows a song to them. Nobody knows you're, they're on the ground. They're not being used. And so yeah. all we've done is bought some stuff. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it still, it doesn't hold, you know, the appreciation and all this and that. So I was like, yo, this is backwards. Yeah, yeah. Like this is deeply, deeply backwards. And how do we get back to like, um, you know, how do we get back to self? And I couldn't do that because I hadn't made that trip yet. But this past year mm-hmm. and a half, this pandemic actually has probably been one of the most blissful times of my life like it, it's just brought so much so much into me that i'm i'm extremely i'm almost humbled by it yeah. like you know and oftentimes mm-hmm. like i would say like something happened to me i can't ex- exactly explain it but something happened to me and i'm so grateful to have like woken up like that's why i was like mm-hmm. oh right. my god i'm like i'm awake yeah, like yeah. holy shit i just spent like yeah. the past 36 <laughs> years like telling myself some shit that like you know and then you're like and it's just mm-hmm. so nice to like wake up to yourself that you just genuinely can accept and want that for other people right and it's just pure so what catalyzed mm-hmm. that so so you're you're in this place where you're doing all this work you've been doing it for a while and like you've said you've been given more of yourself than almost like uh focusing outward rather than what flipped what happened was there a moment was there just did it just happen out of the blue did it was it just a part of the process of doing all the extra work you had to look inside or was it sadguru <laughs> Yeah, you know what's hard is like, 
You work so hard. You work every day. You're trying. How do you help the people? How do you show up? How how do you fill the void? How do you make it right? How do you like say some? How do you you know break the rules? How do you not get in trouble? How do, you know you're constantly, constantly trying to figure out this, you know, ginormous whatever. And I just think that I thought I could save everybody. Mm-hmm. And and it was in like thinking like well if if I came through like this like maybe maybe she won't have to go back or maybe you know if if I if I can show her how much she's worth if I can treat her for how much she's worth she'll know what at least that feels like and she she'll know when that doesn't happen that that's not supposed to happen and so oftentimes there was common there was commonalities yeah. in a lot of situations there was themes women that had less family members mm-hmm. were definitely more entrenched with men who knew that who knew that they could prey on them right. who knew that they didn't have the the sustenance they needed to become the partners or the wives that they had expectations for and so we find ourselves you know i think really wanting to deeply deprived of a, a level of intimacy but it's still there because we still love like we're intimate but then when those interactions are happening like they're painful you know it's painful to believe that you don't have a purpose it's painful to believe that you're not worthy and so you know all of that belief comes trickling in from all of these outside you know uh, components and so it's messaging right and so I know in doing the work that I did that my voice will live inside my children after I Mm -hmm. die and so I wanted that voice to be a nurturing, supportive, accountable one. Like I want to say, kids, it feels good to take responsibility for yourself. If you fuck something up, you can make it right. You can change yourself. Mm-hmm. You can own your thing. And it feels good. It's rewarding to take responsibility for your actions. You don't have to run from making a mistake. You're supposed to make some right. mistakes. You have to make mistakes. You're not going to be successful mm-hmm. if you fucking don't. But if you sit here and do nothing because it's too scary to do anything you know like and i'm like why are you so scared to live mm-hmm. like what happened to mm-hmm. you i'm like no like come on kids like no and so i'm trying my best to just keep that lifeline in them that says like you have no idea you know well i guess i shouldn't really you know put it that way because we never have any idea right this generation before mm-hmm. us said the same shit and we're gonna say the same shit to this generation <laughs> but you know but you know uh, you know in some seriousness like in and just watching that pattern you know i just really wanted i wanted them to inherit something of 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 you know uh, something authentic and sincere and i think if if i was going to give them anything I, I wanted them to have that because i think if you have that like you have a lot going for you right you know, whether you're with a lot of people or you're with nobody, like you'll be okay because you got you. Yeah. And if you don't got you, it's real hard to get through life because you're gonna expect that of other people. Right. And and they ain't and they're gonna be human and they're not gonna come through for you like that. And you're gonna yeah. build this concept that, you know, nobody knows how to fucking, you know, keep their word or be whatever. Right. And and I just didn't, you know, that's just we develop that, right? As a survival mm-hmm. mechanism. But then, you know, we don't grow. Right. You know, we won't challenge ourselves because we're too afraid to get, we're too afraid to feel, mm-hmm. you know, like what the fuck, yeah. we got to the point where we're made to feel and now we're afraid to feel right. and that's actually what frees us. Oh yeah. And also relying on external validation to make us feel all right, which makes us completely latching on to anyone, toxic or not. Right. I right. see that everywhere. 
Right. <laughs> I don't even know. What was the question? Like, I don't know. I don't, like, it don't matter. Gi- it don't matter. You want to rap? You're, you're on a fucking roll. I like it. I don't, Well, yeah. Like, that's why you got to be careful. Because I like go off. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't even give you guys time yeah. to talk mm-hmm. on your own podcast. If that's I okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk enough. We talk enough. Take all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to get a picture of her going like this. Yeah. I know. I'm real animated, too. I know. I'm digging it. Yeah. No, I like that kind of energy. Yeah, and, no, and my bench ain't gonna break. I know, I know, I gotta sit right on the edge. Of our last guest yeah. almost fucking broke our bench. Yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, he's a good guest though. Oh yeah, like they, were they were great. They were great young fellas. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like I think like that's that's neat. You know that we can have these conversations. You know that's yeah. on the table. Mm-hmm. And you know like you kind of didn't get to you know what my what my um question was about the. Like how, like, how do you see uh, a brotherhood, you know, like, what would that look like in Akwazasnid to you? Like, does it look like a spot? Does it look like, you know, something else? Like, I don't know, like a camaraderie amongst men where, you know, you feel like you you got a crew, you know, like that's that's your... I think it's just you need somebody to actually talk to. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that, too. Right. Just need somebody to open up to, mm-hmm. talk with. There might not be know what to say. Like yeah. in our case, like if something does happen, we're yeah. probably gonna come at it with laughter. But yeah. it, and it and it helps. Mm-hmm. But most people just need somebody to fucking hang out with, talk to, chill with. Not a lot of people on here have that. Right. And so, like, so when do you think like when you're trying to talk to somebody? Because I know this just happens to me. Because I, I I'll do the same shit. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm super guilty of this. I feel like I'm trying to talk to somebody and they're too busy trying to tell me their shit. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'm just trying to like get this out. And they'll be like, oh, well, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, yeah. they, and then you know, and you're like, yeah. I'm not trying to be insensitive to what happened to you, but like, <laughs> I need shit. to talk. Fuck your shit. <laughs> Fuck your shit. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> me now. talking about me. Yeah. Yeah, but Here, like, let oh. me talk. Yeah. Here, I'll, 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 let me talk for a second. Because <laughs> I'll tell you all about this because I know all about this. Yeah. Uh, it's called Making Space. And we're not consciously, you go to school for 12 years and you come out knowing jack and shit. Mm-hmm. If you go to school for 12 years, I didn't go to school for 12 years. Hey, did anybody me. in this room go to school for 12 years? <laughs> me either. Okay. Nobody did. Uh, so, but they don't teach you how to actually communicate. There's no how to be a person class. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what attracted me to the Holistic Life Foundation was how to be a person. And part of that is exactly that. How to actually actively listen. I have ADHD. I have to work on actually listening to you. So that's why I don't interrupt. I used mm-hmm. to interrupt constantly. Mm-hmm. I would. I was the guy that would walk up to you. You'd be in the middle of conversation. <laughs> so you used to be a fucking Wilbur? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So it actually took, it takes work. And I, occasionally when I'm having a conversation, I'll catch myself mm-hmm. starting to check out and think about what I'm going to say. And what I do is I take a breath and I, fucking forget about what i want to say and just mm-hmm. fucking listen and that's that's become helpful and we're not I often not just taught like um you don't have to say anything when someone's feeling bad and talking to you have, have space for them don't judge mm-hmm. them yeah. don't don't cognate what they're saying just fucking listen mm-hmm. and maybe occasionally reflect back that you actually heard them like this is what i heard you say yeah. that's it mm-hmm. and if people could just do that hundred mm-hmm. percent a lot better communication just just that just that right there just fucking listen mm-hmm. that's it that, that that's what i've learned about that yeah 
you know people gotta learn how to just sit there and listen to people when they're talking to you me i like i like just listen to people talk everybody's got a fucking story i like to hear everybody's if somebody's telling me something, I want to legit hear what they're saying. Yeah. Sometimes, but the majority of the time, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but, like, you get to some people and they're like, you're like, they, t- they got a pretty good story or they got something to say. Yeah. That's why, that's what I do. Right. <laughs> I'm convinced Johnny B's a Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty convinced he is. He's like, I think he, it's his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bodhisattva. He's like, <laughs> he's like okay with himself. He doesn't just, you know. He's, I'm pretty sure he's he's a fucking Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what keeps you from reaching out? Like, so you know, you kind of, kind of like, you know, don't know who to reach out to, or just uncomfortable, or like you're kind of like, because like as uh, as men, we we weren't taught that mm-hmm. to reach out. You don't know who to reach out to. Because, like, the majority of my friends are assholes. <laughs> I can't fucking say nothing to my friends, man. They're going to fucking they're gonna fucking grill me about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I got certain people, if something's really bothering me, right. they'll fucking show up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They'll show up. Yeah. You reach out to Budweiser, you reach out to 12-gauge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> I knew that rope was going to come in handy. <laughs> Do you guys have brothers? Like, what does, like, being a brother to you mean? I don't have a brother. Well, I mean, I have friends that I like, would, would call you bro. Would consider Johnny your brother? Yeah, we're bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have, mm-hmm. I have a few friends. That yeah. If shit really hits the fan, I can call. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. If yeah. I didn't really need some. Yeah. And, and those are the dudes sure. you only ever see when shit's going down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you don't talk for years, and it's like, dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do have an older brother, but I'm yeah. like, I, I don't talk to him. No. Our relationship is fucking gone. Mm. It's done. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I really don't. Yeah, he's just a disrespectful person. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, and then growing up, like, he was always my older brother. Yeah. So he, I'm supposed to look up to him, but right. he's just, over the years, it's just, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's rough, it, you know. Right? It's really rough family. It's like it hurts, you know. It hurts because mm-hmm. you want, like, you you always yeah. want more yeah. with your family, you know. Yeah, but like, I'm older now. I got my own family. I got my kids. I'm like, this doesn't bother me one bit, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. Do you, how do you teach your yeah. kids? Like, as siblings, like, do you kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, you fucking yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking be nice. Get the hell yeah. Out of yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better fucking play together. Play nice. One of you start crying, the other ones. I'm gonna make the other one cry. <laughs> Shut like that. Don't bully him. He won't bully you. <laughs> Cut your shit. Yeah. Quit take, antagonizing take each turns. other. Take turns. Like that. You're gonna be loud. <laughs> <laughs> I actively have to work not to do that. I was. <laughs> I, I was. A, I was a fucking yeller. No, for sure. I was a yeller. My mother's a yeller. Yeah. My uncles are yellers. I'm a yeller. Yeah. Yeah, I have to work. I had to work at it to not, to not do that because number one is counterproductive. Number two, you just feel like shit at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Number three, they don't. It doesn't work. <laughs> they just learn to turn tune your ass out, and eventually the boys mm-hmm. get bigger. Yeah, and then the fights are not like oh, you know, I'm gonna push this kid around. Yeah. It's oh fuck, I'm gonna have to fight this kid. Shit, <laughs> it's gonna hurt. He hits mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta like the teenage years are about like ninja skills. Like you gotta be quick and like on to the next. Like and if you don't build new strategy, like you're going down and 
you know like because like you know i it's hard you know like especially you know like you said they get bigger they're bigger than you and even though they look bigger i'm thinking that mentally they're bigger but they're not mm-hmm. right like they just mm-hmm. physically yeah. got bigger but they're still like legit like right. nine you yeah. know what i mean right. like so you know I, it's hard to sometimes like you know not put all this expectation on them because i see them getting mm-hmm. bigger yeah. And then there's times where we've, you know, I've tackled my son because, you know, he had something he wasn't supposed to have. And I and I tackled him. Yeah. And he, like, legit was, like, trying to, like, tussle yeah. with me. And you see the size of that kid? Yeah. Yo, I threw him across the room. <laughs> I got right outside. His sisters are crying. I'm like, you give me that. And he's screaming. Ah! And he's like, help. Somebody yeah. It does kind of feel good you to know? kick their ass. And then it? I was like, I had my knee in his back Nobody's and everything, you. you know. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, give me the bag. Yeah. Give me the bag. And he's like, hey, stop. <laughs> and so next, you know, so I get the bag, mm-hmm. you know. And then I'm like, oh. Oh, like as if I just had to tackle my right. son right now, mm-hmm. and then that's when I'm like, like I feel like shit. I feel mm-hmm. bad, you know, all this and that, and then, and then you know, next thing you know, you know, however long me and my daughter go through it, right? And so I think that that's interesting. But then they pick on each other. Mm-hmm. And he'll say something like, oh, yeah, well, at least I don't give her attitude. And she'll be like, oh, yeah, well, at least I didn't fight my mother because you don't do that. And he's like, yeah, yeah right. I had six seconds of airtime. I had to do something. Like, <laughs> you know, and I just love that. Like, you know what? That was scary mm-hmm. as hell. And nobody in the house felt good about that yeah. shit. But you know what? We laughed about yeah, it like three days later. And we're all like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a generational thing. Like, they have, I, I noticed there's a lot of entitlement and expectation for people who rely on you for 100% of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, maybe that's just a side effect of, you know, not being dirt poor. Like, we're poor, but not like our parents were poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a conversation with, uh, I was doing a yoga thing, and I was talking about uh, trauma, and how we don't always know what trauma is. And I used abandonment issues as an example, because parents, maybe they worked, so they were gone all the time. And that doesn't feel like abandonment, because they're fucking mm-hmm. taking care of you. That's right. why they're not home. Right. But as a little kid, you don't know the difference. They're just not there. So uh, that will manifest later, often as abandonment issues in the adult. And, uh, you know, I was using how my parents were raised, like my mother from Snai in a one-room house with like five people in it and, you know, no running water and shit like that. Like, that's just one generation. Uh, So these kids have, uh, they have technology and... Like even our generation had riches that our parents could not even mm. fucking yeah. envision, mm-hmm. just even just at our fingertips, and them even more so. So maybe that's just a side effect of that. You know, you get a little—I don't know if it's softer or you get a little more expectation when you when you grow up because mm-hmm. your normal is this. Your normal is yeah. is kind of easy compared to you know the kid the kid from Afghanistan right. that grew up mm-hmm. in a war torn country. Like your expectations are different. So that's all. That's all. I think that that side effect of that, and that's where you know, just teaching the kids mindfulness and awareness mm. of of that. Here, kids, look at these dead kids. <laughs> yeah, no. You want to complain? Mm-hmm. Look at these dead babies. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> oh, you don't do that to your kids? Uh, got you plane tickets? Yeah. <laughs> Keep fucking acting up. This is where you're going. <laughs> no, 
I don't do that. There's seven and nine, man. No. no well, no. you should start. <laughs> no. No. I don't do that. No. 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 I think our kids are just products of us, eventually. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. my kid, my son, he's seven years old. He's already, he tries, because he, he knows what I do. Right. He knows I, I, I comed Yeah. Here and there. He knows I got a, we got the podcast, and he, he's always trying to tell me jokes. Yeah. Yeah, like little corny, like little seven-year-old jokes. Yeah, yeah. I laugh at them to make yeah. them feel good. And then he tells me I can use them. I'm like, uh-huh, you should just sweetheart. <laughs> so, and then he has, like, he's got, like, a little, he's a little smart-ass, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's yeah. going to grow up to be technically just like me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. But better. But yeah. better. Yeah. And I like that, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't look forward to it because I'm, yeah. I'm like, because I'm a fucking little smart ass too. Right. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to start smacking them pretty soon. Okay. So. Just remember, if you choke, it doesn't leave any marks, so they can't call social services. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, I was told that also. You can't yeah. leave any marks. Yeah. You twist the wrist yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. Fuck. It That's hurts good, so bad. It's a good old smack on the back of the head. That's right. All that hair. Nobody's yeah. going to see it. No one's going to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like so is this like so where 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 does your dad come into your my dad? your parenting my yeah. dad was he was always there his yeah. parents are together are yeah. you crazy yeah. he's got a normal upbringing yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad was always there he used to be a big drinker he used to be an iron worker mm-hmm. and then my mom got pregnant with my brother so he quit drinking mm. he just has had a drink in like fucking 30 well he drinks here and there if yeah. there's like a fucking celebration like his wedding anniversary right. or some shit or my birthday if when I used to drink or somebody a grad party he'll have Tuesday. a drink or two yeah but he's been pretty good he worked yeah. you know he stopped iron working too to be closer to right. us right worked growing up with us in his whole life and yeah. yeah he was always there yeah and you know yeah he doesn't curse he's one of those guys that's but weird right but when he does it's fucking hilarious yeah so where, yeah. Does, where does the cursing come from yeah me I'm just a fucking dick dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I used to find ways to like sneak out of the house because like my mom doesn't drink, right? Yeah, and uh, me, you know, sixteen, seventeen, you start drinking, you're like, I'm going to hang out with my friends, right? She fucking would fucking just tear me apart if a car pulled in, yeah, and I'd run out the door, right? She knew, so I'd have like my buddy just wait. We yeah. got a very long driveway, yeah, my yeah. parents pulling at the neighbor's house, so I'll fucking run out there. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta be smart about shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to my cousin's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, well, for the most part of the, yeah, always said my parents were always there. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how do you feel like that plays into, like, when you're, you know, like, dealing with your kids and stuff? Like, do you kind of feel like you've picked that up or you kind of have your own style? Yeah, I'm kind of, I, I like them a little bit. Yeah. But then, yeah, I feel bad. I'll, if I got to yell, yeah. I feel bad. First of all, fuck, right. man. Just an asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like my dad, when I don't get crazy, I don't feel like I got I got hit, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I don't I don't Me hit too. the kids. Yeah, yeah, not not anymore. No, yeah, not anymore. It's only when they're little, right? Yeah, don't really feel anything when they're like. That's true. Yeah, under like three. Yeah, yeah that's so why they can, circumcise them at yeah, that end. It's yeah, not yeah, mutilation. So can, yeah, it's that early. Yeah, so you can hit them. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> me babies. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad thing to do. That's yeah. What you're yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It don't work well feel, if you do that. I also feel bad if I gotta raise my voice. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. For the most part, like I said, it's just keeping them alive. Yeah. And it's not that hard. To right. Do. Like my son, when I was gonna be a father, I was nervous. I was like, "Fuck, I'm yeah. gonna do this," but I just. Fuck! I thought I pulled yeah. out. <laughs> it comes natural, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Did it change you? Like, do you feel like it changed you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a... I don't drink anymore. 
Mm. I don't do drugs anymore. I work. I come home. I'm all around family guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's nice. Good for mm-hmm. you, Johnny. I like Thursdays that. Thursdays, I come. We do the yeah. podcast. If we ever get any shows going, right. we'll do some shows. They know what I do. You're going to be Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> family. Family man. Family man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and I like it. All right, I like it. Go yeah. to work. I work nights. Yeah, come home. Peaceful, sleep. huh? Sleep. Oh fuck! No, it's just there's no management in the building at night. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take fucking midnights. I mean, this is the last white people I gotta deal with. Yeah. I would have been fired so long ago if I worked fucking mornings or fucking afternoons. I would have been gone because I'm like, I don't let shit slide. Right. I don't take shit. There's like, I'm mouthy. Right. Management oh, doesn't really? like that. Yeah. Management oh, doesn't like that. So. No, they like ass kissing. Because yeah, like, when you work with people and then something's supposed to happen, you know, right. all, all your fucking coworkers use all talk. Right. They're unhappy about this, they're unhappy about it, and all post shit in our work chat. Like, what's going on with this? Yeah. yeah. I'll be that voice. I'll yeah. be that asshole for Right, right. <laughs> and they really don't like me. <laughs> and I've overly, a couple of times, stated that the place is fucking filthy. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't like me about it that. Looks, yeah. It looks filthy. Yeah. They yeah. got on me one time about, I left little papers. We were doing some. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, we cleaned up, but there were right. little papers left, and they made it a big deal. Yeah. And I'm like, professional. There's nothing professional about this building. It's <laughs> fucking filthy. And you're going to single me out for cleaning up? <laughs> Get real. <laughs> and then, yeah, I had a big meeting with the guys the next morning. I'm like, well, you're not going to single me out for one. Yeah. Right? Everybody, every fucking shift in this building is messy like that. Right. So you're not going to single me or my guys out. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just shit like that. You so like, to- all right, we just want your feedback. Yeah. I mean, there's ways to do this and ways not to do this. We're right. fucking adults. We're not right. kids here. He's this this guy can reach out to me personally, right? Instead of putting shit on a chat, yeah. that everybody will read. Right. He does that. I did it. Right. My response was in that chat. Yeah. Everybody's gonna see it. Yeah, that was dumb. Had he would have come to me in the first place. Yeah. It never would escalate. So either he's afraid of conflict or he's like... No, he's uh, not. He's the guy's he's a nice guy because he's yeah. actually came up and talked to me a few times about something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'll yeah. do that. No problem. But then just that one thing. But in a chat, everybody reads management, yeah. the owners. Yeah. So I'm going to be a dickhead right. back. Right. Right. You're not going to do that to me. Yeah. Or my guys. Yeah. You're so not going to single nobody out. So you take pictures of you out there with the rosebud cleaning yeah. up the papers? Yeah, just sweeping it. <laughs> sweeping, just throwing it under something that hasn't been cleaned out in fucking years. Yeah, it's a fucking factory. Yeah. <laughs> sweeping in the pit where all the fucking dust goes. Where all the bodies are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, if that don't work, I just put a race card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're fucking single milk because I'm native? Right. It's like fucking three of us in here. 50 fucking employees, three of us are native? Right. I'll pull that race card so right. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do they do? Yeah, I haven't had to pull it yet, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared to because if I do that, they just fire me. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck you. We'll get another one in here. Yeah. There's a lot of your kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't Starts had to pull it yet. messaging everybody uh, you need right. to I haven't had to pull it yet, but. Yeah. Did we call it up Wilbur next day? <laughs> <laughs> Run it through his application. Pretty sure he filled out an application years ago. <laughs> but they don't hire anybody I refer. No. Like I said, they don't like me there. Hmm. Hmm. I'm working my way up that shit list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, they'll make you management. Yeah. That's management material. Yeah. They'll say, hey, this one won't be afraid to bark at the employees. Mm-hmm. Fucking give but him more I responsibility. But then I probably won't take it, yeah, because then I'm going to have to deal with the then higher Then you just have to work yeah, higher. Then I'm going to have to work during the day, and yeah. I don't want to do that. 
waking up at five in the morning to go to work just makes me angry. Yeah. 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 I'd rather just leave at six and go home, go yeah. to sleep. But waking up at five to go to a job that I'm not going to like, yeah, I'm just going to be a fucking dickhead. All I day. woke up at six today. <laughs> I'm not an early angry. person. Yeah. Being angry. Get it to a midnight job then. I breathe for a living. <laughs> Get <laughs> a nighttime job, man. Yeah, I always felt bad for Chad. He had to get up so early, yeah. and, you know, and he's mm. still on that that time. But he gets up. You yeah, know? some people can just get up and like want to yeah. move. You know, yeah, I've, I've done it. Like when I worked for four forty, <laughs> right? Waking up at four just to make a drive to fucking Dinamora. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Elton. I'm like, <sighs> right. But I was twenty one at the time. Like your body can take it when you're that young. Yeah, yeah. I'm thirty four now. I'll be yeah. thirty five in a couple of days. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. I don't want to wake up that early. Right. I just get angry. Start yeah. crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a morning person. Yeah. I, I, you, I would piss you off so yeah. quick. I'd be like, good yeah. morning, Jack. Why are you so fucking happy right I now? I'm like, get yeah. away from me. Fucking <laughs> miserable, yeah. freaking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see my other yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So I used to see Other Chad one. too. Like, I used to see Chad. Like, he'll be getting to work and then I'll be living like, dude, man, don't be that excited. It's fucking six in the morning. <laughs> don't be this happy. <laughs> he does. He wakes up happy. I yeah. love that. He, yeah. he genuinely does yeah. and uh every night it rains so he puts the rain on on the the thing oh, yeah. so it always sounds like there's just this rain yeah. in the house and there's yeah. like this storm going mm. on <laughs> and sometimes i'm like confused because i have to like look out the window yeah. i'm like what's right. going on today yeah. but yeah <laughs> but no i think it's good i think it's good to see guys working and you know getting out into mm-hmm. some you know the fields or doing whatever you know ex- something you know other than you know trying to get you know one product from one place to another and flipping and doing all this and that you know i think we're actually really you know um well wired for business because we are very business-minded people Mm-hmm. And I think that Aquazusin has really done uh, something extraordinary in the sense yeah. of like building uh, an economy where people have, you know, the ability mm-hmm. to sustain themselves. And, you know, there's pros and cons to anything, but I think the healthiness around money and monetary value and currency is really important. And what actually, what I really like is this camaraderie amongst like relationships where like you know you guys show up for me you know i'll show up for you yeah you know what i mean and we go back and forth like that and i think like that just really helps us feel like connected and like networked you know and and you know you're i don't know you guys just like invite random people on or like <laughs> or well there's people i want to have on i've been thinking yeah. about you for a while i was okay. when, when wilbear said uh hey you're coming on here i was like oh good mm-hmm. Finally, someone worth it. <laughs> hey, the whole idea was we're going to have just people that are actually out in the community yeah, doing stuff. Right. Yeah. That's uh, very hard. A lot of people yeah. that are doing shit like that, they, they don't have time. Yeah, they're busy. They won't make time yet. Or they're, they're but, scared. But then, like I said, everybody has a story also. We can yeah. just pull a fucking random person right. in here and... And pretend shy or not if they yeah. are if they do talk they'll probably have an interesting yeah. story for we you. just got sick of talking to each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're out of we're out of stories yeah well actually you know sometimes like i fantasize about being able to do this with other women right because we're like mm-hmm. you know having extensive conversations about things and then you know the conversation gets so big and then you have to you know apply the work 
And so I find that oftentimes, like, what's what's disproportioned within the yeah. community is the fact that we have these designated roles for a handful of people yeah. trying to mm-hmm. meet the needs of, like, 20,000 people right. on 10 miles of land. You know what I mean? And I think that that's just, like, unreasonable. It's unfair. And that we continue to just say, well, it's not up just to – it's up to everybody to right. provide, mm-hmm. protect, advocate, like, all of that because mm-hmm. all of those things you will have to be you're gonna have to be that nurse to your kids you're gonna have to be that you know uh person that enforces some kind of discipline within your home so the home is always the first place of education you know that because you've done extensive amount of work putting you know that um mind frame into your children and now and now you know the community gets to see them showing up with Mm -hmm. guitars and singing and like you know doing their own thing which is so inspiring yeah right so like now they're already off on you know to their own tune and we're like, yo, let's get to Johnny's kids. Like, Johnny, what do your kids need? You know, someone's picking on. Oh, we got them. You know, like, so <laughs> it's like when we go like that, it's like you feel that just is so satisfying, you know. And I think like that's what our kids are seeing amongst us. Like they're seeing their parents mm-hmm. network. They're seeing like men and women show up for each other. And that was actually, you know, another great aspect about, you know, trying to develop something in the community where where there's some kind of amends made between men and women because, you know, they could say statistically, you know, 80% of the harm that's happening in community is sourced from men. And so you're like, whoa, like what happened? Like what happened? Like use our 80% mm-hmm. of the source of harm that's happening in the community. And so my thought was then you go to the source and you ask them like, what's going on? Like why is, what 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 yeah. is happening here? And I think like it was really about um, a lot of times just seeing each other and letting that natural capacity happen because it's inevitable. You just put a seed in the ground, it's going to grow because it's in the right soil to cultivate, you know what I mean? that growth well you know that's what we are we're that soil right that's gonna help those seeds germinate and do all this and that and what's great about that is like nothing grows without pressure so you let people know like it's okay to feel pressure like it's all right like you're okay Mm -hmm. and i find oftentimes like when i'm meeting with someone who might be in a crisis or might be just going through a, a stressful moment or you know something tragic for them it's just saying like you're hurt. It's okay. You know, it's like we constantly just have to be reminded that we're all right to be human. Because yeah. and that's literally no. Get this. Mm-hmm. We're at the point where we have to be reminded, right, that we're human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of like fucking scary when you think about it because you're like, yo, that's how far off the fucking rocker we right, got. Like, right. And we're believing. Right. We're believing. And look nonsense. how much we're suffering yeah. personally for nothing. Yeah. And we're, we're copying a culture that's completely unhappy. I mean, the white, the larger mm-hmm. white culture mm-hmm. is completely unhappy. That's why, you know, half of them use legal drugs and the other half use illegal drugs. Like all of them are fucking self-medicating. They're not happy with their society. Why are we copying that? We can do anything. We're wild people. Be wild. I like that. Get a t shirt. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Have a naked you know? lady on there. Wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what? I just think, like, you know, I, I just really enjoy, you know, the imagination. And I think, like, you know, it's so nice to, you know, think beyond, you know, the circumstances that you're in. 
And I remember reading one time, there's like a really great book out there that I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. Yep. That's and, what Kalk. Yeah. And I, and I distinctively remember, you know, I think I only made it through like half the book, but I remember him saying in there that he was working with these army guys who were suffering PTSD and he was trying to like create this talking circle amongst them. And that when he showed them these cards, there was certain cards, like those flash cards with mm-hmm. the shapes on them. He says there was this one card where it would always remind the soldier of like, uh, uh, another guy who lost his limb like it was always this this uh, mm-hmm. like a gory type of bloodshed really and then or it would they would have nothing and he and I remember him saying that the, the response to this card there was two responses they either had no response at all or they had this like extra response of horror and like whatever and nightmares and he says both responses were the same hmm and I said, what? Like, wait, what do you mean? And they said both responses were the same because in that situation, neither one could see past the problem. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what trauma mm-hmm. does, right? Like, it, it, it prohibits you from seeing past the problem. Right. And so what happens is, is you need imagination. You need the ability to cultivate within your mind uh, an element of, like, foresight Right. That says like, this is where I imagine myself to be. And then, you know, you generate, you know, whatever you you need to do to get there. And so I just thought that was so powerful because um, it's like, well, how do we create more imagination? Well, you come and you do a podcast and you and you talk like you would to anybody else. And then you actually sit down and like, yo, Johnny B's actually cool as shit. He's not. (laughs) He's actually not the asshole he says he is. You know, (laughs) you ruined his marketing. (laughs) You have to beep that part off. (laughs) Just please my whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Episode's only gonna be 40, 40 minutes long. Yeah, just be all the cuss words. Record for like two and a half hours. Oh Everybody's so hot here. Half of it yeah. Fan on and yeah. what? Yeah. Turns into a sweat lodge there in here. You go. <laughs> I want to build a sauna. Yeah. Because sweat lodges are pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go every night. Every single night, yeah. yeah. We'll have both. There's right. No reason why you can't. Exactly. Have both. I want the sauna first. If you have a sauna and you would like to sponsor the Aboriginal Outlaws, send, send, send me a sauna. Send over. <laughs> send it on over. <laughs> I'm not above begging. Where did we think we got this TV from? <laughs> Oh yeah, we gotta give a shout out to Mr. Benedict, Mr. Uh, Evan Benedict. That, oh yeah, Evan Benedict. That's a nice forty-two inch TV. He followed through. Yeah, it's a good That's one. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. And mm-hmm. so, so uh, what? Who else follows through? For, like, how do you guys get supported, or what kind of like fuels mm-hmm. this? These guys sell ads. I'm not business minded. Okay. I make things. All right. I'm not one to. So, I've tried sales a couple times. Yeah. I just don't care. I'm, so you're the operation and they're mm-hmm. like the promotion, marketing, business end of the. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. a nice. Uh, yeah, I make things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, it's just pretty much Sugar Bear and his brother getting us. I think so, right? Me, I just uh, order shit online. Yeah. 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 I do all the ordering. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. you know, that's pretty remarkable. And I, you know, I really appreciate the work that you are doing. And yeah. I can definitely mm-hmm. see it, you know, evolving. I'm sure you've evolved in the past year, you know, with just, you know, seeing what works. Oh, and we what started doesn't. off with handheld mics mm-hmm. in, my, in my couch. Yeah. I yeah. like this is nice. This is yeah. a nice yeah. setup. I, you know, I just want to say that. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I just, you know, would like to, you know, if you guys need some speakers or, you All know, right. want to come back yeah. on or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you want my opinion. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, yeah. but, yeah. you know. 
if you wanted me to come back on, I'd be happy to mm-hmm. be able oh, yeah. to yeah. conversate with you. Because there's actually like a lot more deeper questions that yeah. I think mm-hmm. both of you yeah. have maybe the courage to address and hold some right. truth to. Because, you know, there's so much, you know, there, there's so much I have a hard time like trying to come to terms with or there's just been common situations especially with women and men that i find that they, like there's this thing yeah um that specifically happens that most people wouldn't you know be aware of what is it you know like well i would say for instance like the amount of pregnant women who get strangled within the community like strangulation is like uh, very common, um, hmm. probably more common than, than you would think. That's the first time I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah. So and, and that's why I'm saying, like, you know, when, when I have you're a saying, friend who likes to be choked, but it's you know, different. Uh, yeah. Different. So and I think like yeah, and that's what I actually like you know fuels some of that you know that thinking is like where you know where do we have a space yeah. to talk about it where you know it doesn't become so uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And then and it is uncomfortable hearing that because you're like wow like you know that's so. And then, you know, like, what do you do with that? Like, well, what mm. is it about our men that, you know, there's their their partners are, yeah. you know, pregnant and they're, you know, strangling their partners. And, you know, it's, it's just uh, un, it was unreal to me. Like, like as, a, as like a violence thing, not as like a kinky thing. N- right. No, absolutely. It was more like a violence mm-hmm. thing. Huh. And, and and and, you know, for the most part, it's. I don't know. Like, I, I guess it was something like that. There's other things that where I found there was women who were trying to open up to their partners about some of the abuse, the sexual abuse mm-hmm. that they were experiencing. And their partner would like, you know, uh, t- when they're not getting along, use it yeah. as a means to like use it against them. Yeah. Right. Or not using that as leverage or as a means of manipulation. And I didn't really understand why in those moments when like, you know, that someone's trying to divulge to you that they've been mm-hmm. hurt in this way. And then, you know, you use that as an opportunity to like yeah. slather it on honor. And we both know like, well, anybody that does that is it's, it's just manipulation. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like things like that, because like, it never occurs to me, like if you were to express to me that some, you know, somebody did something to you and it was yeah. painful and you're yeah. crying and I'm seeing that you're struggling with this. And then I turn around and I right. say, you know something about it to you like yeah, you yeah. know and 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 use it against you like right. and i'm your partner right like that's just like mm-hmm. what like uh, and i just want to be like so i don't even know <laughs> if our men even yeah. you know have you know what capacity yeah. you know can be held you know because you have this this was part of my issue is uh, for the most part of my i would say my career after coming out of prison was about you know empowering mm-hmm. women but the problem actually wasn't empowering the women. It was actually, you could empower them, but if you can't find them a healthy partner, they're still going to end yeah. up in the hospital. They're still going to end up raped. They're still going to end up. So it wasn't even like yeah. you need empowered women because then mm-hmm. they get healthy and they, they don't have a healthy yeah. partner to meet them there. And right. so you're like, whoa, we're in two different places. And like, where do I go with all this? And mm-hmm. and so it's it's so devastating. So it's like, whoa, like something is completely, completely out of balance. Yeah. I, I think there's the uh, the drive to look at things as a monolith because we say the mm-hmm. women, the men, but I think the women you're talking about are a percentile that are in this. Same with the men. If you have this meeting with all these men, the ones who won't do that shit are the ones who will show up. The ones who actually need to hear it mm-hmm. won't come. And that's that's like it's uh, it almost becomes a preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with women. 
that example, if that woman is going through the mental health uh, building, she will not be in a relationship with a person like that. And I think one of the mistakes we make is it, it where yeah, we reinforce it and it's reinforced by media is to rush into relationships to begin with. Mm. You know, I have a 19 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need a relationship. She doesn't need a partner. And this idea that you're not complete without a partner right. is part of the yes. programming it and is need and, and it becomes and it's part of that codependency and it's the manipulation can go both ways. Mm -hmm. Toxicity is on right. both sides mm. and none of us are taught like how to be a person. So I, I think that's part of it. I think part of that rush, rush to start a family before you even know who the fuck you are. It might have made sense in the 17th century when you're going to have 10 kids and fucking half of them are going to die. And you're going to die from childbirth before you're 30. And a man, I'm going to have five wives because you're all going to fucking die in childbirth. But now it's not then. So we can think more mindfully of how we continue forward and not just drop into that. Why is everybody rushing into relationships? So, that, I mean, that's that's the thing. A lot of it is I think people, they can't, they don't love themselves. So they are looking for that external validation that that codependency that's where you get the manipulation because someone who's wide open you know the, the woman who rushes from relationship to relationship we all know them uh they are not broken up with someone for a month they're fucking pregnant by a new person you know they they're gonna raise they're gonna begin that cycle again i don't know how you talk them out of it but you can identify the problem first but yeah, you know, I think they're, you know, relationships, they're so compact and they, they can be so finicky and, you know, but I think it's actually not about like trying to, you know, decide what the relationship looks like. I think it's actually more like trying to like allow people to just wake up to where, what their circumstances are, because this is this was a hard part I had to accept was like if she wanted to leave, she would. You know, and, and it's not and I know like that sounds really easy, mm -hmm. but like when you're sitting with a lot of women and you sit with their circumstances and you see like on a collective level, like when you're in those trenches, in those dark places that nobody else except yeah. you and those people know about and you see this countless times yeah. in everything you say and and by no means like do i ever mean to you know i wouldn't be doing all this if i didn't believe that men had the ability to you know show and i prayed to actually see men yeah. that were being fathers and productive and protecting and you know providing and and i really needed to see that because i was deprived of it so, you know, so I think there's, you know, a lot of things that have had to transcend and adjust and were that actually that generation that had to blend this old school shit mm -hmm. with this new school shit with this futuristic shit. Yeah. And now we're just in like, yo, what do we do? We have awareness now. We have support. We have access. Now we got to challenge ourselves. So it's, I, I think in actuality, like for sure, but... And and uh and like I guess in like in a majority kind of way, you know what I mean? Like these are some 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 common things. So if you if we talk about like the deep need to feel loved or to feel anything other than abandoned or regret or whatever, like people are suffering so much within themselves that they literally don't have the tools. Like you know that you ain't as good to yourself today as you when you were fifteen. You were hard as fuck on yourself. 
You know what I mean? You might have still mm-hmm. been out doing what you want, but you were always trying to level up or have the better truck or be the fucking tougher guy or, you know, trying competing with each other. And then we, we totally lose track of like, yo, I'm actually supposed to invest in only understanding me. I'm not actually supposed to understand Johnny. I'm not supposed to understand anybody except myself because if I don't understand me, I'll never fucking understand you. And so it can get like, it's just bringing people back to that. I'm not, I don't want to tell people what to do. I don't. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. do whatever you want to do. Jump here. I don't even think we were supposed to be in monogamous relationships. No. I think we right. were free mm-hmm. to do whatever we wanted with whoever because we were fucking wild. Yeah. You know, so mm, even that yeah. complex is one to, you know, we could, you know, take, take, a, yeah, a, take a jab a at, at. Yeah, take you know, a jab but, at her too. You know, yeah, take, take a couple jabs, you know, but <laughs> take all the jabs. Oh my God. But, you know, so, but this, this right mm. here, this is healthy. This is yeah. productive. This is like, oh, okay, they're mm. on there. They're being real. I can relate mm-hmm. to that. Great. Yeah. You know, great. Mm-hmm. That's connection. Yeah. Beautiful. That's that's natural. Yeah. You know? I, I, I just had a thought when you were talking about that, too, because you were talking about that love and that need to be accepted. And in a longhouse culture 200, 300 years ago, you would be surrounded by love. You're in this household full of dozens and dozens or even hundreds of women and any unmarried brothers, uncles, cousins. You're in this community where people are loving you. You're surrounded by this. So you don't have it. You don't have that separation. You're not that lone candle sitting in your trailer while your your man or whatever's off doing his things. And that wasn't a thing. You were constantly so so maybe that deep need that allows you to be manipulated, that allows you to accept things that you shouldn't because you don't feel worthy, that would never form. And so maybe one of the steps in getting back to that are like these women's circles and almost like cohabitating and doing those sort of things. I mean, that might be one possible solution to that whole, along with lots and lots of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Lots of therapy. Yeah. And, and, you know, in actuality, you know, some, I think some, just some good principle can go a long way. Like, you know, some, just some, just some good values, you know, like don't hurt yourself and don't hurt anybody else, you know, yeah. the golden you, you rule. Can, yeah. You can follow some simple mm-hmm. things and, you know, and they can they can impact your life, and I think that's what we need. I think we just need to activate the the memory cells because the body holds more memory than the brain does. Yeah. And oftentimes we're only uh, uh, accoladed to how much how much memory, like the institu- the Western institution only values how much memory you can store in the right. brain. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so if we really wanted to activate, you know, a more uh, sincere, authentic form of ourselves, we would have to go back to our body, and so like why aren't we eating good you know why are we not move going into you know certain bodily positions to activate certain chakras within our alignments like you know so i just like that 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 lingo is alive Mm -hmm. and it's well and it's being heard and it's being received and you know why because it's truth it feels true to us we vibrate on those kinds of things and you're like yo why have I not had this conversation more often? And I'm fortunate in that way. I constantly talk in this. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, it's hard to just talk to me on like, if you just want to talk to me about the fucking weather, I would be like, it it. would end like that. It would, I would, "Mm, okay. We're going deep, but we're not going at all. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a deep diver. You know what I mean? Like I want to go all the way or, you know, no way. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I want to have another conversation. My battery, are going to die in a minute. Okay. Oh. Good. <laughs> oh. 
So where can we find you? Yeah. So I don't know. Like, don't try to find me. <laughs> don't come looking for me. Like, She'll be on the compound. Yeah. She's yeah. joining the cult. I am. I don't think he means find you that way. Yeah. <laughs> She's busy finding herself. Me. Yes, all right. Yes. I'll find you. I'm off the grid. I'm on the wind. It's all right. It's all right. I know a couple of tribals. We'll, we'll find you. No problem. <laughs> Where do we find your work? Yeah. So actually, you know what? To be honest with you, um, I deactivated my Facebook account and I haven't mm-hmm. been on in like a couple yeah. weeks and I'm feeling I've been more productive. I'm actually trying to get away from being so accessible sometimes because it's Mm -hmm. so easy for me to get distracted and something in me is actually just rejecting my phone like I don't want to pay attention to I don't want to like take care of Mm -hmm. it all day I don't want to maintain its energy like I want to maintain mine so that can be difficult sometimes when you're trying to interact with a community but I believe that if I continue to wholeheartedly generate uh, myself in a healthy way at a a healthy process it might be Mm -hmm. slow but I've made nothing but progress yeah and so you know with that it's just like it you know what it's just i'm so grateful to have arrived i feel like i've arrived in my life and with myself in a way that just feels so solid and so secure and that's really exciting because uh, i think i've waited a a long enough to feel Mm -hmm. this close with me and it feels really good and i'm just like solid like i'm my own sovereign entity Mm -hmm. and so i can come into these spaces and like totally feel good about this and not have to walk in and be like oh did i see the wrong thing or did I fuck it up or someone going to be mad at me now or like whatever and you're like you know you get to the point where like you have to stop trying to please everybody because it's impossible Mm -hmm. and we still insanely try to attempt that and then you're like you know what like fuck I can't I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna self-destruct because Mm -hmm. you want me to self-destruct like fuck all Mm -hmm. that like I gotta like breathe you know And so, so you know, and the reality of things, like for right now, I, I've kind of switched things up. So it, to me, this is about education. And I try mm-hmm. to show because I think that's so important. Like for whatever reasons, the way I've been able to break down my story or my experiences, mm-hmm. they resonate with people. That's, that's beautiful. I don't have an explanation for that. It just happens. And you know what? I'm grateful for it, you know, because not that's not everybody's mm-hmm. gig. You're right. There's 20,000 people here with a fucking nightmarish story because mm-hmm. we're all in this shit together. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and not everybody's making it here. Why don't I have, you know, 200 more women out here fighting for social justice? Right. So it's like, how do we build that capacity? Well, we're too busy fucking self mutilating. Mm. Right. Everybody's mm-hmm. self mutilating, self destructing. And you're like, yo, I can't save you. Fuck, this hurts to watch. It mm-hmm. hurts to see. It hurts to know everything. And then you go, like, you got to get so angry. You almost kind of have to, like, yo, something drastic has to happen so you go the opposite way mm-hmm. you know you just start swimming back all of a sudden being like you know i gotta take a better look at this and i gotta be more responsible with myself because like i legit woke up every fucking day with my chest just hurting and i'm like pushing you know anxiety everything and i'm like floundering around mm-hmm. and that was so like irresponsible of me and that was i could beat myself up for days for the, how hard i pushed myself and how hard i i tried to like show up for like everything and then you know and not have any gratification to it at all you know and so i was just getting honest about that and i'm okay with that because i'm okay with me i've accepted me and i've accepted you so i'm good yeah and i can mm-hmm. walk around with that shit all day because it's mine and nobody's gonna take it from me because i'm not gonna let you mm-hmm. 
right? And that's great. And then, you know what? If you do that and if you do that, yo, we're like chilling yeah. all day. Fuck yeah, we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So put that in your pipe, smoke it. Fuck it, yeah, smoke it. I'm getting high on it's, it. It's been fucking smoked. <laughs> we're the it's average of motherfucking outlaws. Janelle Beauvais. Yes. Uh, Johnny B. Joshua. Uh, we're brought to you by the pawn shop. Look at 155 International Road. Corno Island. Sell your shit. Make some money. And bada boom, fireworks. Uh, they're on Snapchat. <laughs> Says fucking bang for your buck. Facebook and uh, Best Buds. <laughs> located on uh, 775 State Road 37, Lot 3. Smartest Aquas suspension Austin, so far. New York, man. Yeah. They got weed. They got fucking... Weed? Edibles, they got snacks. We need more they crystal shops. If anybody all wants right. to start another business, so they're gonna or start putting some crystals in crystals? the dispensary shop. You heard it here. Crystals like meth. Yeah. No, no, not that crystal. Oh, no, no, the other kind. <laughs> my fault. Like amethyst. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> all right. You never, have a good know. Night, you never know. <laughs>